0: The world is full of wonders.
1: Magic is hidden in small moments.
2: And monsters could be hiding just out of sight.
3: But if you're looking to find them...
4: Adventure is waiting to happen.
1: You never know who you'll meet along the way.
5: We are the Storyteller Squad. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for our Monster of the Week campaign. Before we begin, we've got to check in with those heroes.
0: As you can tell, we have no voices currently.
5: It's it's you. (laughs) You're first. Oh, oh, we're going in order, aren't we? It's
0: in order, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Well, well fine then. I can be Hugo
2: this time. Hugo Rashad will be played by Emery this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I should probably do the thing no ghost is going to spell this tragic backstory. I'm Hugo Rashad, and this is NPR.
5: <laughs> yes! I love this new format.
2: Still scared of my boss, but I hear the EC agency is doubling hazard pay premiums. I'm Agent Lonnie Whitaker. It's true. Wait, are, is that canon? Are they really doubling hazard pay premiums?
5: Probably. Better
4: be, or I'm gonna have words.
3: <laughs> Someday, I will cast another magic spell. But it is not this day. Hi, I'm Raven Eugenia.
4: I was definitely invited here, and I didn't sneak in under the door as a cockroach. Everyone's favorite director, Damien Edgecrest.
6: Woo! Mm-hmm. He's my
1: favorite! I love rocks! <laughs> I'm in charge of saving the day, at least until someone nerfs my playbook. I'm Felicity Starnbrook.
5: Sparks are flying between this angel and a ghostly goth agent because Ross cut a television in half. What were you thinking I meant? I'm Aiden Brightwood, let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes faced down against the radio ghost in the corridors and hallways and elevator shafts of the EC Agency in Portland, Oregon. They managed to regroup after spending some time apart trying to figure out how to get around this building That was under a level five lockdown. They met with some of the agency's more monstrous personnel and were equipped with some body armor and given a chance to take down this ghost who seemed to be in the mood to tell a story, but with a slightly tragic slant to it. While Aiden and Agent Ross tried to protect the agents who had collapsed after being electrocuted in the lobby cafe area on the first level, the rest of the hunters traveled to Olivia Eastie's office where the radio ghost was waiting for a confrontation. And it was brief! (laughs) Felicity uh, dug deep and, you know, she pitched a a one-hit game and banished the radio ghost with her magic. But not before it was able to induce its painful memories effect on her and sent her reeling through some troubling visions before she was knocked unconscious. The ghost banished, the agency seemed to start returning to normal, the lockdown ended, and all the agents who had been zapped before seemed to be recovering slowly. And so I think we will pick up with a little time having passed. We obviously could jump back if you guys want to, like, address anything in the immediate aftermath of all that.
2: Skip to Whittaker saying, holy shit!
5: Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's fun if we open with Felicity. You have a vision to roll for, don't you? Because it's the start of a new session.
1: 13! You get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus one forward to prevent it from coming true.
5: You get a vision, Felicity, of a a storm on the horizon. Dark clouds seem to be gathering. You're actually seeing them gather over Autumn Falls, not the skyline of Portland. You see a few lightning strikes, and you see a heavy rain start to fall, and you wake up hearing what sounds like the cry of some very, very large high-pitched wail. This sort of sad, lingering sound. It seems to emit a feeling of loss. You wake up having like that dream as the thing that you remember in between Radio Ghost and hitting the ground. You are in a bed. It's a very clean-looking, hospital-styled room, although you're not sure if you're in a hospital or just a different part of the agency. There are a couple machines hooked up to you, but it just seems to be monitoring your blood pressure and heart rate. And Aiden is sitting with her earbuds in, in a long sort of wooden bench with a cushion for the seat. And she's looking out the window and sitting there waiting for you to wake up.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna wake up abruptly. (gasps) Uh, Did you hear that? Or was that in my head, the yell?
5: Uh, I just heard you yell, and she stands up to come over and like check on you. Are you okay?
1: Am I okay? <laughs> you I feel okay?
5: You feel, you feel like physically fine.
1: Okay. Uh, I feel physically fine. <laughs> 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 what happened? What, what's this room?
5: This is the infirmary. They've been monitoring you ever since you passed out upstairs. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. What, what did happen? What do you remember?
1: I killed a ghost! I think.
5: Yeah, they said you did something.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You'll have to ask the people who were there, though, because don't really remember much of that part. And mm. then I passed out, and then I had some spooky dreams. Definitely nothing to be afraid of.
5: I don't um, like how you're saying that.
1: <laughs> I don't like how I'm saying it either, but, uh, yeah. And then I woke up, and now I'm here. Where is everybody else?
5: She uh, puts her hand on your forehead to be like, are you feverish? And she says, they're just here at the agency. I'm not sure where everyone is up to at the moment.
1: Are they all OK?
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything. Oh everyone's oh, fine
1: how long how long have i been passed out for though because is this like a oh my god you've been asleep for six years no
5: no like a, nothing like oh, that no okay I'm,
1: it's, I'm gonna be completely honest aiden it's a little concerning to only see you waking up because i don't know how you age so like it could have <laughs> been very honestly six years and like how would i
5: want have I, I well you're you're fine it's it's only been a couple hours since you like goes over to the desk and like takes a mirror to like show you you haven't aged 100 years or anything like that. (laughs) Oh. I'm just here because I don't sleep and in case you slept through the night and we wanted someone. I'll see if I can find anybody here. Get the nurse to go get them or something.
1: I mean you don't. I mean you're good. I like you. You can stay if you want.
5: Oh yeah. No. I'm, I'm planning to.
1: Oh. Dope. Yeah. Go see where everyone else is.
5: So she steps out for a second and like asks the nurse, like, could you get my friends to come in here? Felicity's awake now. And- I'm gonna get out of my bed, and as mm-hmm.
1: she's talking to the nurse, I'm gonna burst through the door and be like, I'M AWAKE!
5: <laughs> <laughs> Both Aiden and the nurse jump. She's <laughs> like, why are you- Get back in bed! <laughs> why? I don't know, they haven't, they haven't discharged you or anything yet. <laughs> All right,
1: good enough for me. Is Felicity
3: dragging like, I imagine they gave her, like, just a IV of saline to make sure she's not dehydrated like, drags that to the door with her. Yeah,
5: she's got that, she's got the little, like, finger clip, too, and, like... <laughs> There's things beeping because she got out of bed. Yeah, two more nurses arrive and they're like, We heard the car, What's going on? Oh, alright, let's just get you situated. Can I have some jello, please? Uh, yeah, we have green and, uh, red.
1: I'll take one of each.
5: What are the rest of you up to? You're free to just sort of come in on the scene if you'd like to, or if you want to have a thing you're doing at the moment that Felicity wakes up.
3: Raven would definitely come as soon as she hears Felicity is awake. As soon as Maddie mentioned Jell-O, I was going to say that Raven comes in with Jell-O, and I was going to have her come in with one of each flavor, and then Felicity goes <laughs> to get one of each already. So yep. I think Raven's going to come in with Jell-O, like excited to surprise Felicity, and then yeah, see if she yeah. already had some, and just kind of, oh, okay.
1: I <laughs> even more if you would like to share, or if you want jell it's pretty good. It's red and green flavored, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know! Here, and she'll, she'll hand Felicity one more, so she's three, and then Raven will sit down and open one.
5: Felicity Aiden, like, a one. posts up in, like, the window frame area, and you're in front of that couch. Raven, we were just saying, <laughs> we don't really know what happened. I wasn't there, and Felicity was, you know, knocked out. What happened to the ghost?
3: I guess Felicity. I don't want to say killed because he was a ghost already, but like kind of banished him. I guess he's gone now. It was kind of weird. It's it almost like it was too easy, but like he's gone. Like she did it.
6: I'm awesome.
3: Yeah, it? it was really cool.
1: Well, never done that before.
3: Yeah, this whole uh, crushing things with your mind—that's new.
1: It so cool.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. And also terrifying. Uh-huh. But really cool.
1: I did it to so many things. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys about when I was stuck outside. I was stuck outside. I crushed an entire turret.
6: Oh, you entire
2: you get walks in the room. The <laughs> room.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Hello. Raven pulls another Jello out of her jacket and hands it to Whitaker.
2: Thank you, Raven.
1: So here's the thing, Whitaker. Here's the thing. I would have died if I didn't completely annihilate this entire turret. I had absolutely zero other options.
2: Felicity, I'm going to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. I always thought the turrets were overkill.
1: It's a little <laughs> bit. It's a little bit. Um, But we got out of there. And then... um.
3: Uh, Do you next- also... Do you think that uh, doors are overkill too because yeah, I, I
1: noticed doors there was a, or a um, hole? or secretary computers
6: how, how do you, you feel do about
1: those
2: Now, now those I'm actually quite partial to
1: well you guys uh, it's called open concept everything <laughs> just flows we've integrated nature into the Eastie agency by removing the front door. <laughs> And then we've also changed to using no computers now, back to the old days of (laughs) pen and paper.
5: Oh, that reminds me actually. And Aiden like fishes into her pocket, the back of her jeans, and she hands you this little note, Felicity, that just seems to be scribbled on like the back of a sticky note or something. Agent Steele said to give you this.
1: Oh, cool, what's it
5: say? You hear in your mind, Mac's voice. Hey, little miss. Sorry to take off like this, but Ross has got a bee in her slack, so we're hitting the trail again. You take care of yourself, you hear. Mac.
1: Oh, it's from my partner. He he helped me kill um the turret
5: and then shot a ghost. He kinda left really quick with that other woman right like right after everything sorta of settled down.
2: Was she okay?
5: Uh yeah, she's um I I don't know. I think I did something to like make her mad.
2: Well, did you actually stab her while you were fighting static arms?
5: No, I didn't actually do much in that fight. Yeah, I kind of just got in the way of the arms and didn't let him hit Susie, so... Those
2: things kind of sting, don't they?
5: Yeah, it was not fun. Mm. It, it, but if you know them, I mean, just tell them I'm sorry.
2: We'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll do.
1: Also tell Susie I'm sorry. We all, we sorry
2: all... for breaking our computer.
1: Yeah, and uh, what's your what's the scary lady's name?
2: That's Ross. You know,
1: the horror? No, no. Like the real scary lady, the one who like owns the
2: place. That would be. Uh, let me check my notes. The <laughs> agency. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that would. That yep. That makes sense a lot. Tell her I'm sorry for. Wrecking her building.
5: There's absolutely no need to apologize.
1: Wow, everyone's coming <laughs> in at exactly the right time!
5: Olivia Eastie strides in the room.
1: Did you see what I did? Did you could you see it on like cameras?
5: No, I, I, I was told by my agents here that you performed very admirably, Miss Donbrock, in uh, oh. getting rid of that pest of ours and freeing up the whole system. So thank you. Very much. I'm sure whatever damage was incurred in the process, you more than made up for it by basically solving the entire issue single-handed. It's very impressive, I must say.
1: Oh, thanks! Um, I definitely have done this before!
5: Yes, I'm told. You seem to have had uh, quite a bit of experience in the last month or so. Hey, Whitaker?
2: Certainly. She's one of our top newcomers, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty
3: I didn't want to interrupt, but Raven definitely has multiple more cups of jello hidden in her jacket. She's been waiting for Damien to show up because she's saving a green one for him. He figured totally. it's probably not appropriate to offer Mrs. Easty one. I she totally. also doesn't want her to know that she stole a bunch of jello, so she's yeah. just crunching down <laughs> in her seat, trying to act natural and failing miserably. Mm-hmm.
5: Olivia um, turns to you, Raven, actually, and Aiden. Honestly, I'm very impressed with all of you. Seems you were able to respond under pressure quite effectively and handle the situation. That's rare in this field of work, especially from outside the agency. Thank you. We tried.
1: We're a rare bunch.
5: Yeah. Indeed. I uh must apologize that your first day here at the agency was less than ideal. Oh but- no,
1: no, no, no. No need to apologize. That was so much fun. You know, aside from like, aside from the painful memories that are brought up when it touched you. The sorry, what? Yeah, the painful memories
5: that were brought are up. Are you here now, Hugo?
0: Hugo's <laughs> been sitting in the corner the entire time.
1: <laughs> we all
3: jumped oh, really like, funny. oh God, Hugo. Oh God, I Hugo, I
1: didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, you, you know the painful memories you get when it touched you. But aside from that, I mean, it was really a lot of fun. Also passing out for a few hours probably wasn't the most ideal thing to happen to me, but I got jello out of it.
5: Well, uh, just wanted to come in and check on you all, make sure you've been properly taken care of. We're getting to work clearing out the, uh, loose wires that were dislodged and doing a whole system reboot, get everything all back up to snuff. You, you meant our associate Prithi. They're doing their best to get the, the security system a bit more robust. To prevent something like this from happening again.
2: As um, everyone who got trapped down in cold storage, they doing okay. So some of, around the infirmary.
5: There's people with heating blankets on them, and some folks who are sort of sitting up and just sipping warm drinks or soup. Norm actually is sitting there chatting with one of the one of the other guys from the floor.
1: Felicity hasn't met Norm yet.
5: That's true. Or... Yeah, there's just an abominable snowman in a worker's uniform.
1: She's silently, like, squeeing to herself (laughs) um, and desperately wants to talk to him, but cannot figure out what to say because she thinks he's the most amazing thing that she's ever seen. He's
5: also, like, across the room in a wing of this infirmary (laughs) that you're not
1: in. Oh, she doesn't see him?
5: I mean, you could probably make him out or have noticed him as he, like, walked around or whatever, but yeah, he's not in your little hospital room curtained off area or whatever
1: well and she's planning what to say then
5: the nurses come they do a once over again on all your vitals and all right well you're looking good they unhook you from the iv give you a little bandage and make sure you're all set to get back at it Damien, what are you up to at this point
4: Damien has found ernie the guy he gave the
5: bolt clippers to yep ernie evanston
4: ernie evanston yeah he's because when he first saw Ernie, Ernie was just cowering and not doing anything exciting, so yep. now that things have gotten back to normal. Go see what Ernie does when it's not scary outside.
5: He is in the like call center of the East Agency, reorganizing his desk at the moment because everything got knocked down when he like scrambled under his desk to take cover mm-hmm.
4: so ernie you're you, you just you hang out in this in this little box
5: oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, like hits his head on the desk because he like you he don't hear you coming. Oh, it's, it's you. Yeah, hi.
4: Hey, yep, this yeah. Uh, Come to see if you had like a more exciting, you know, life now that you know you don't you're not cowering under your desk.
5: No, no, I don't. I don't like exciting at all. That's why I work here in the call center. I, I'm more behind the scenes, you know, guy on the other end of the line helping out from way back.
4: Nice. Nice. Solid. So, so what, what do you guys do in the call center?
5: Uh, usually, we field questions from you know, agents out in the field, like if they need a quick Google search, but their phone got eaten by a slime beast.
0: Nice,
4: nice. So you're just sitting. All right. Well, best of luck to you. I hope he's like
5: rearranging a collection of snow globes and stuff that he's got like on his desk from like vacations he's taken.
4: Damien pulls out like a snow globe from his his suit jacket because he's. Mm-hmm. In a suit, because everyone else is, and puts a snow globe on his desk. Oh, there, there you go. Add to your collection.
5: Oh, uh, thanks. Wow. Yeah,
4: no, no problem. Well, uh, stay safe. Stay out of harm's way, and uh, good luck to you. Sorry, hey. I don't hey. like sitting.
5: Yeah, that's fine. W- what was your name?
4: Damien. Damien Edgecrest. Let's okay. His hand.
5: He takes your hand and shakes it. Glad we've got you around, Mr. Edgecrest. Keep doing. What you were doing? Being pigeons and stuff.
4: Sounds good. I feel like calling people. So he's going to, you know, call, call, <laughs>
5: meeting
6: up
4: with everybody else. But yeah, once he figured out where everyone is, then he would turn into a green pigeon like Ernie suggested he shouldn't fly right through, straight through the building.
3: I love the idea of him phasing through walls.
5: Oh, yeah. Yep.
3: Just In a room and it goes through one wall, flies through, goes to the other.
5: Yeah, I mean, you guys are at the agency. Who who do you want to talk to? What do you want to do? What do you want to see? What do you ask Miss Eastie? She's still there, like, in the room with y'all.
4: Damien is interested in getting some people paperwork so that he has a real identity and, like, a real driver's license. Whether that means, you know, they just that go through works, their file One that works all the time, of, you mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, whether that means they just go through their file of missing agents and pull out one and say, Hey, you know, you're Jeremy Stockwell. Here you go.
5: Well, who do you ask this of?
4: Probably would have asked Susie at the front desk because the front desk would know where to find the other desks.
5: (laughs) So you ask Susie at what used to be the front desk, the front crater. She has set up a small laptop on a folding chair. And a pillow from the cafe, and she's just sitting there typing.
4: <laughs> Hello, uh, this is for you. And he hands back her badge?
5: She accepts it, looks at some papers she was just filling out. You can see it was like request for new badge form. <laughs> Thank you.
4: So I had a question. You guys have a lot of abnormals uh, working here. And I figure that they have some sort of paper trail so that they can drive cars and everything else. So I was wondering if I could get hooked up with one of those driver's licenses and passports.
5: Well, some of our more unusual employees don't leave the campus for obvious reasons. But I think for you, that could be approved here. And she like from her stack of papers, pulls one out, and slides it to you. Fill that out with whatever you want your information to be, and I'll get it filed once I have a desk.
4: Sweet. Birthday. Oh, man, that's going to get really... Zodiac is so important. I am going to need a second set of eyes on this one. (laughs) I am going to mess this up and wind up with some sort of weird combination.
5: The good news is it's probably going to be a day or two before we are back up to a hundred percent. So you can take your time on it.
4: Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need, whew, I'm going to need help on this one. Uh, but thank you so, so much. Like it's a test. Okay. She,
5: she says, uh, I, I,
4: I, I can't, I'm allowed to get help on this, right? I don't have to take this myself.
5: So yeah, no, uh, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> just, just like, just she, like suggests, <laughs> she's like, eh, okay. Good well, a good thing that's, to that's say. one,
4: let's one vote for Virgo. <laughs> let's put a little tally mark on the side, but perfect. All right. So I will, I will fill this out.
5: It's like a, a form for creating a false identity for when an agent needs to go undercover. And it has all the like fields that you can fill in with information about an identity. And since you just want one period, if you fill it out, she'll be able to get you the proper IDs and, and stuff. It won't, like, give you a credit score, but you'll be handed a driver's license and a a card with the right name on it and and stuff. Well, that's
4: fine. Damien's seen cars and driver's license. He hasn't seen a credit score.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Don't
4: worry about crossing that bridge. Damien will take his form and head to the group to figure out what what his Zodiac is.
5: You guys are checking out of the infirmary, and while you're doing that and chatting with the nurses as they rush about trying to help the people who are dealing with exposure from being in cold storage for that little bit of time. Elizabeth Vines arrives, and she hands the, the workers behind the infirmary front desk some papers. She sees your group. She says, hello, good to see you all. Feeling better, Ms. Starnberg? Um
1: Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you.
5: Good. I'm glad. That confirms everything our tests told us.
1: What tests?
5: Oh, we just ran a, a simple couple of panels on you when you passed out just to check for any underlying issues. Just want to cover the bases.
1: So do I have any underlying issues?
5: Nope, you are completely normal. I am so relieved. Okay,
1: good. (laughs) Oh, thank God. All right. So many weird things have been happening. I was like, this seems right, right on part.
5: Woo! Yes, I must say I was quite relieved as well.
2: Oh, Miss Vines, we got a moment. I know things aren't exactly up and running right now, but, um... I emailed you about running some tests on some um, substances that we found God, about a week ago now.
5: Yes, actually, uh, Whitaker, I was going to ask, have you eaten lunch today? There's just a lot I'd like to discuss, so if you have time, maybe before dinner or something, if we could talk. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. I'll be in the lab. We're still cleaning up the mess down there.
2: Oh, no, no rush on that. No rush on that.
5: She gives Olivia a nod, and of course, Olivia is just like, carry on, vines doing great work down there, I'm sure.
2: Oh, and by the way, as long as Miss Eastie is in the room, not obviously Whitaker will position himself between Eastie and Raven and Felicity. That's just a fun staging tidbit. Meanwhile, Um, Damien's
4: just mimicking Olivia. (laughs)
5: Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> so what
4: are you doing? <laughs> oh, just like standing, like wh- whatever her pose is. That's that's how he's standing. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. wearing the pencil skirt. Yes, you got
2: the little director badge or whatever.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you know Willem Dafoe, but like dressed up in her outfit. We're not licensed to use him, but like his stunt double is is fine.
3: I have a quick question for yes uh, the keeper. Has Miss E.C., lied about anything that she said since she came in the room, because Raven could tell. I didn't think so, but I just remembered that's like a passive ability she has, and I just (laughs) wanted to check. It seemed very on the surface. You guys did great. That was surprising. Cool. Like It didn't seem like anything, but like I said, I just remembered.
5: Yeah, no, she just seems very uh, very impressed with your abilities and your ability to uh, act under pressure.
3: Cool. I'll try and uh, bring it up sooner next time so we can actually, if she's, like, giving us any
5: information. No, that's fine. I'll I'll just try and remember that you have that thing passively going on. You know what you did pick up on? Well, this would depend on when you came in the room. And maybe I'll just say that you, you pick up on this in general. Aiden is super distracted. She seems bothered by something. She's sort of, like, focusing all that nervous energy towards sticking close to Felicity. But, like, there's something off about her right now.
4: Excellent work, everyone. I have to commend everyone on how well you all acted under pressure. The EC Agency was lucky to have you nearby.
5: Olivia smirks. I imagine it'll be quite busy, Whitaker, but do check in with my office before you leave the building today. And so she bids you all a good afternoon. If there's anything you need, feel free to reach out. Whitaker has my number. Oh, um, actually,
1: uh, Miss Eastie, there is... Probably two things, maybe three things that I need. Can I please request a computer and a computer chair with like a Christmas bow on top? And I need to go speak to the costume lady about my grandma's suit.
4: What's, what's your sign?
1: <laughs> Hi, Damien. What do you mean?
4: Oh, this, is, this is for everyone. I'm trying to figure out what I want my sign to be. So I need to see what everyone else's sign is, and then I just go with the most popular
2: one. Uh, I think by um, by its nature, it's not really something you can decide.
4: No, according maybe to this form, I, I can make it whatever I want. That's I why think maybe mine is like,
1: like a forty five mile per hour speed limit sign. <laughs> <laughs> is that what... that is
3: the best answer you could have ever given? To that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> is that what you needed, Damien? It helps. Why is it asking what your sign would be?
4: Well, I mean, otherwise I'm just like picking a date, and people really are you know, oh! gonna ask me yeah. when my birthday is, and then they're gonna form oh. opinions of me based oh, on
2: like that. Stars. So, You're like, stars. yeah, I don't want to yeah. pick a bad one.
4: Oh,
2: okay. Not Nobody likes those.
1: Well, my day? birthday is February 20th. So basically, what that means is that I'm right in between. Aquarius, and Pisces. So I'm a little bit of both.
2: I'm um, August 28th, so I think that makes me a Virgo. I think that makes me a Virgo. Ooh, I, that's two I, for I, Virgo. I don't know what that means. Olivia, what's what's your sign
4: before you leave to go do important things, like getting computer chairs?
5: Uh, I'm a Taurus, but never put much stock in astrology.
2: But you go.
0: If you, He takes a moment, he looks up, he's like, I'm technically a Leo. But none of that means anything to me, so <laughs> what is the current year in
5: game? The current year in game? Uh it is an alternate twenty twenty, I guess, where COVID wasn't a thing.
0: Okay. <gasps> I'm properly putting down birth date.
5: Nice. Oh yeah,
0: there you go.
3: I was gonna pick a birthday for Raven and have was her be the... a Taurus. And then Olivia Eastie just had to be a Taurus and now I don't want to be a Taurus. And...
1: Oh
4: but no, wait, wait. but I don't was know any of the lying
2: other lying about... Being a Taurus. Oh, yeah, that's a good question.
5: (laughs) Well,
1: Raven would know.
2: (laughs) She didn't say how old she was. All she she said was she was a Taurus.
5: She just said, I'm a Taurus. She has no reason to lie about that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We just don't know what year.
5: Hugo, where are you at, buddy?
0: Oh, he's still sitting in the corner.
5: No, I know, but like, how's that corner (laughs) treating you? (laughs) (laughs) Feeling comfy? Feeling good about this corner?
0: You're reading a book? Oh, he has um, a copy of the equivalent of Popular Mechanics in his hands, while at the same time, on his lap is a copy of whatever the equivalent of National Geographic is. Okay. And he's just constantly going back and forth between the two.
5: Just hospital lobby reading material. He's not actually reading them, though.
0: It's essentially to make it look as if he is not as strange as he is, while the entire time he's actually doing his best to... I guess, assess, Miss Eastie?
5: She definitely commands a room. She strikes you as being very professional. She definitely has a not-quite-perfect polish on her because of having to climb out of an elevator and run around and being in cold storage and everything. You can tell she's probably going to like comb her hair and get looking fresh again after this ordeal with the ghost.
2: If you're watching her, you'd probably notice Whittaker weirdly defensive around her for... No yeah,
5: Whitaker's super defense. tense right now. Why is Whitaker always standing right
0: there, like, in almost in a line with everyone?
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's playing <laughs>
0: basketball with nobody else.
5: But how do you play that off, Whitaker?
0: Well, I,
2: well, I assume Felicity and, and Raven aren't actually moving that much, and Miss Eastie is not walking around the room that much. Yeah. So it's, it's just like... A casual positioning. Like he'd mm-hmm. walk over to the reception desk to get like a pen or something. He's not directly in line at all times, right? It's mm-hmm. just like Miss Eastie moves and he'll maybe like walk over a little bit.
5: That's catching your eye, Hugo, for sure. I think you also can probably tell that Aiden is bothered by something at the moment. She, she's not like chiming in as much as she normally would.
2: Raven, Damien, Felicity, any fun personality triggers coming off of you guys? What's your surface vibe? Uh, Damien definitely commands the room. <laughs> the
3: <one is> <laughs> Raven's still hiding Jello in her jacket, so oh she just vaguely looks a little uncomfortable.
2: A little uncomfortable, and her pockets Listeny are a little bigger excited than as always.
3: She always wears, like, an oversized bulky jacket anyway, but you can oh, tell she's weird. got, like, her hands in her pockets because she's trying to hold them in. She's given away uh, most of them at this, this point, is, but there's at least two or three.
5: This is a, a new side to Raven's character I hadn't considered, which is abuse-free samples, Raven Eugenia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not abuse. She got them with the intention of handing yep. them out to everyone in the squad. sharing.
5: It is approaching the late afternoon, early evening. It's five o'clock, but it's the summertime, so it's not, like, dark out right now.
4: So, Whitaker, you've got to go get lunch with...
5: Or dinner, or, you know, oh. whatever. Like When Lizzie asked that, she was meaning that you probably haven't eaten since this all went down. And that was, like, a few hours of time.
2: Does his nicotine addiction count as lunch? Anyway. Yeah, if nothing too urgent's coming up, he's probably gonna go meet with lines.
5: I'm throwing it out there to you guys. You're at the EC agency. It's getting to be dinner time or so. Still your first day there. You've managed to stop a ghost. Felicity is awake now after passing out. No one is babysitting you because Whitaker is with you. And Ross and Spiegel have left for some reason. So they're not around to be your agent escort anymore. Whitaker, if you would like to go off on your own, you can find a different agent to keep an eye on your friends. They can also just sort of wait in a public area like the cafe. You guys have quote-unquote, free reign of the facility in so much as no one here is doing anything other than straightening things out and and trying to get back to normalcy for tomorrow. Uh,
4: What (laughs) sort of uh, free samples could one acquire from the
5: armory? From the armory? Um, There are no free samples in the armory.
4: (laughs) What sort of goodies could we sign off on (laughs) from the armory? I would I like, like to fill my out this student. form first, and then oh, I'll fill no. out the other forms.
1: <laughs> I just remembered what my third question for Mrs. Easty was. It's
2: too late; she's gone. I can field it too when I go to her office.
1: Ask her if I can have a job.
2: Uh.
1: It's kind of important.
2: Lucy, right? I might have to talk to you two about that one, but um, but yeah, I'll I'll let her know. <laughs>
5: You're certainly welcome to just go have a tea meeting in the cafe or somewhere or, you know. Do we want some coffee? I would like some coffee, says Aiden. I'd oh man, coffee, coffee sounds
2: great. Let's go do that. For you, tea, you can't have caffeine.
5: We'll get our decaf.
3: We'll get our hot chocolate. It's fine. Oh yeah, you start
2: making hot cocoa kind yeah, of Yeah, or tea. Or tea.
3: We'll get you a Tea's nice right calming way.
2: caffeine-free tea. Um, let's talk. Let's decompress.
5: As you leave the infirmary, you see Connor carrying someone else on a stretcher. They're they're not unconscious or like, you know, in danger or anything, but they've like hurt their leg. They might've been tripped or fallen when they got zapped by their phone. And so he's just working with the, uh, the relief team to help get people situated and checked out. He, uh, passes the group, gives you a little wave, Whitaker. And you see his eyes just, like, quickly do a once-over of everybody you're with right now. You doing all right, Kona? Yeah, we got, uh, we got locked in the uh, armory when it all went down. Or the gym, rather. Because you guys went to the armory, so it wouldn't make sense for him to be locked in there.
2: That must have been horrible for you.
5: Well, I couldn't do anything to help, so I'm making up for it now.
2: That's good. That's good.
5: He looks at you, Damien, and then looks at Hugo. Looks back at Damien. Looks back at Hugo. You're Hugo Rashad?
0: And Hugo's gonna point at Damien.
4: Yes. <laughs> <He> <laughs> what, what, what can I do for ya?
5: Connor just smirks and he says, let's go a few rounds sometime. And continues on.
4: Sure, that sounds great. Name the, the time and place. This is great.
0: Can
3: it- we all slowly turn to look at Hugo.
0: <laughs> if someone you don't know comes up to you and says your full name yeah no no (laughs) no, he's cool he's cool
2: he's a good one i I, did come on a little
3: strong though
2: i i respect i respect the suspicion it's always very good in the job i'm letting you know connor's a good one and i can vouch for him i can't vouch for everyone in here i can vouch for Connor.
0: i'm gonna take your word for it but actually no you know what damon you should go a few rounds with him at some point Absolutely. I think yeah, I'm going to change gone. out of this skirt first, but that sounds great. Keep the skirt. Skirts are very, very combat efficient.
4: Skirts are so <laughs> badass. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, kicks are really my thing, so I think I'm okay.
5: What is your thing, Damian? This, this says Aiden. <laughs> she, <laughs> she like walks past <laughs> the group like, I'm done here.
4: I get really close to people and I like absorb their essence.
0: Oh, nope, and then Hugo's just going to start walking.
2: I think you should go a few rounds with Connor.
0: I think that'd be funny. And then when you two are done, we can turn on the radio, we can have Latin music, and we can be in round two. All right, all right. I like
2: the
4: stage we're setting. Yeah, this is right. (laughs) Um,
5: So you guys are going to go go
4: scope out the gym and make sure they have the appropriate speakers set up.
5: Do you fly? have to do that, Damien?
4: Oh, Damien's completely on board with uh, going a few rounds with this guy. Well, not yeah, right okay.
5: now. Not right now. He, he <laughs> yeah, said yeah. sometime. So you guys head down to the uh, the East Agency Cafe. You're able to acquire drinks. Fortunately, most of what was damaged in Ross and Aiden's fight against the ghost arms was a lot of the like LCD menu screens. They're not really taking custom requests, but they will be happy to give you some coffee and point you at sugar and creamer. You can see some of the menus have obvious large sword gashes in them, and one of them is, like, hanging on the ground. It's been cut in half, and, like... It's like the, it's... the
2: end of the, the Avengers. Like, like, <laughs> of them in the broken shmarma.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's someone, like, sweeping glass. It's just, like, calmly cleaning up.
4: And Damien pulls out a sword and smashes one of the already smashed <laughs> One of the already smashed ones. He's just making it worse. Daily, I was going to fucking grab him by the
5: shoulders. What yeah. are you doing? I think Aiden also will assist in stopping <laughs> you from <laughs> doing this, Damien.
4: <laughs> oh okay, my god, yeah, no. And it, it, it's big like, exaggerated. And makes no thing of hiding it. So you can you can stop him beforehand. You see him yeah. like, look around, pull out the sword, <laughs> like big exaggerated over the top.
5: It is a Nerf sword. It's like a foam.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a kid's sword. Sorry, I just
2: really wanted to smash... Oh, this. We're getting coffee now. Coffee's trendy. We're getting coffee now.
3: Oh, uh, when Raven gets like some of the coffees off the counter, she's gonna slip a ten dollar bill in their tip jar and just mouth thank you at the employees behind the counter <laughs> cleaning up.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just like put the, the coffee's in the tray and try and get out of their way. She understands. Is there anyone Jeez. else sitting in there or is it just us?
5: There are some agents casually sitting or standing around the different tables, having conversations or like pointing at different things. You can see that the uh, lockdown panels that sort of shuttered all the glass windows in this area and darkened it a lot have retreated. And so you can kind of see the sun sort of approaching sunset, not quite there yet, as it uh, is sort of just above the tree line in this forest that you guys are in. And for atmosphere purposes, I have picked a location in Portland where the East Agency is located. It is in Forest Park, which is a neighborhood that has a park of the literal same name, which is basically just a big nature preserve with trails and hiking spots and stuff. And the East Agency is sort of tucked away on this park land so that it is out of the public view, but has a big enough compound and enough land that they can build. Places for the agents to stay, a big garage, have an airstrip and, and everything there. It's quiet out here. Like, there's no noise from the city at this point because it's all being muffled by full layers of trees.
2: Folks, I'd like to formally apologize. Uh, while I obviously had no uh, delusions that the EC Agency was the safest place on Earth, I certainly did not expect a scuffle on day one. That was um, complete oversight by me and I, I am very sorry you all had to be put in danger like that. How are we feeling?
3: Does this kind of stuff happen
2: often? I wouldn't use the term often.
3: Is Whitaker lying?
5: <laughs> Whitaker, the, the appropriate response here would be not no. <laughs> not this specific thing obviously but like this is the easty agency like this is kind of where this stuff happens or is meant to happen because you guys are attempting to contain it or you know lock it up or whatever like yeah because like obviously
3: they're prepared like they have the turrets they have the lockdown doors and stuff yeah but like raven's trying to get a feel for like is this, like, a weekly or a monthly occurrence? Or, like, is this a yearly or, like, every ten years it happens at this scale? Yeah. Like, why
5: don't you don't investigate a mystery, Raven? And the mystery that's being, like, a great idea. status quo of the Eastie agency.
3: That's a ten.
5: Uh, if you want to ask any of those questions, you can. But I'm also going to start just subbing that in as, like, a general read of situations.
6: Um,
3: which
5: are not bad. Because that's its own yeah overall.
3: I feel like I can ask what is being concealed here, knowing Whitaker's not really concealing it, but yeah. just to get a feel for what he means.
5: Based on Olivia Eastie's reaction, Elizabeth Vine's reaction, Mac and Ross's reaction in the moment of the actual crisis, and like now all the agents who are just sort of picking up where they left off and fixing things and patching drywall... No one here is as phased by this as a normal person would be. So you get the sense that like, yeah, radio ghost, that was weird and scary, but this is the life these people have all signed up for. And so they're not as freaked out by the agency being taken over by a hostile apparition as say any normal person who hadn't lived this life already for a while.
3: Yeah. So all these people here have seen this at least once of a similar scale.
5: Yeah, if not a a lockdown five, maybe a two or a three, like, and clearly none of them are bothered by weirdness because they have very weird co-workers also.
6: Mm
3: -hmm.
5: Like, nobody bats an eye around Norm or Phoebe or Gimmer the Goblin. There are weird people that work here on top of the humans.
3: I guess I get a second question, but I don't really need it. That's like everything.
2: So... Check in. Just go around the table. How you're feeling, Miss Eugenia?
3: Fine now. I mean, we all survived. We got through that. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. Thought it was gonna be a big brawl at the end, and Felicity kind of took care of that. So I, I'm fine.
2: Yeah, Felicity. You got any? You got anything you want to tell us? Like anything at all? Like what? Listen. It's just kind of a bigger explosion every time. And I just, I, is, is there any, any insight into your massive brain that we could have to help better understand <laughs> the extent of your abilities? Do you just like I touch just, things and hope they explode?
1: I think about what I want to do and then it happens. So I thought in my head, you know, I want this radio ghost to go away. um, And I want him to stop hurting my friends. And I was just kind of done with him. I don't know if you guys heard, but he was being really mean to me. He was being really mean. And so I just thought I want him to go away. And then it just kind
5: of happened. Aiden's coffee cup is slightly crushed.
2: You all right there. Huh? Um, you spilled a bit of...
5: Uh... Oh, oh, God. Oh, uh... <laughs> she, like, grabs some napkins and...
2: S- seem a bit distracted. I mean, totally understandable. Uh, everything all right?
5: Uh, he got to me, too.
1: <gasps> Did he do the brain thing? Did he make you see sad things?
5: Yeah, quite a bit, actually.
1: Do you maybe want to talk about it?
5: She stays quiet for a noticeable moment. And just without looking at you, Felicity, just pats your leg as she's sitting next to you. I'm just glad everyone's uh, is safe.
3: Raven pats her on the shoulder. Doesn't say anything. Just just gives her like a comforting squeeze.
4: Damien's sitting at like the other end of the table. But, like since people are like patting each other, he like leans across the table,
5: <laughs> his arm <laughs> is suddenly on raven 's shoulder, patting her yeah. from behind, even though yes. he 's like sitting on the opposite end <laughs> in front of
0: okay. her Hugo is watching her intently
5: yeah she 's shaken, clearly after you guys left, and she and Ross were like down here alone fighting the ghost arms, she had a rough time of it she 's not physically damaged because again, those arms were not really causing a lot of physical harm, but like She puts her hand on yours, Raven, and looks at Whitaker and she says, what are we, um, what are we doing now? Um,
2: well, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going to be following up with the thing we were doing over a week ago, which seems almost unrelated at this point, but we got to get back on it. I mean, we do what everyone else here does, which is pick up and move on. But, um, I want to do that if people need to talk.
5: I guess I wasn't sure what everyone thought after, you know, first impressions. She looks at you, Raven. Are you going to ask for a job too?
3: Raven looks at Whitaker and is like, yeah. Yeah, I think I am.
2: So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I'm not sure that's a good idea. And, uh... Listen, and I know it's that, too late. I'm already an agent. I should have brought this up a long time ago. Well, no, I know it's a big 180 because um, I was quite, you know, quite <laughs> downhill about it before. But um, Damien brought some interesting information to light um, when we were at the EC agency last. And now that I know it, now that I've had time to process it, uh, it does kind of check out and it makes me um a little nervous if i'm going to be honest with you strong suspicion he's going to lean in real close <laughs> strong suspicion Miss Eastie might be vampire vampire adjacent something along those lines and don't go spreading that around you he hear for me but what i'm saying is i'm a little um Little concerned about that one. I'm um, not sure if I want you all under that influence.
1: But, like, okay, so here's my question though. You also work with the abominable snowman.
2: Miss Sombrook vampires are different. Okay. Are they, though? Abominable snowmen feed on, you know. What do abominable snowmen eat? <laughs> <laughs>
5: No coins, uh, duh. Yeah, iceburgers. No, no. no. <laughs> no, Norm just eats, you know, people food. He eats what's in the cafeteria. Like
2: Norm eats cafeteria food. <laughs> <laughs> the Fae eat their berries or their honey or whatever. Damien eats whatever anyone else is eating.
4: Yeah, it's not really an eating process. I just sort of dump it out later. He, like opens up his chest and there's like just donuts and just a big sitting in
2: coffee. It it it's a mess. Like the existence of vampires implies the suffering of humans because they don't eat they don't eat raw meat. They don't eat human food. They eat life. They drain years off of people's lives. This is not like a fun I have a couple of blood bags you I you know take a drop off every once in a while and it's all sustainable. No, they they take lives. There is no vampire there's no humane vampire existence as far as I'm concerned. No sustainable way they can be here and someone isn't dying because of it. Natalie you can fact check me if I'm wrong. <laughs>
5: That is Whitaker's experience with a vampire. Whether that vampire specifically went around causing that effect and there are vampires of different caliber and variety, you don't know.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Whittaker on, on this one. It's way too dangerous for everyone to join up. But also she definitely has great style and I want to be just like
0: her. He goes leaning back in his chair, kind of chuckling a little bit. No offence, Agent Whitaker, but that's an interesting line to draw. It's just the one I know.
5: She seems so nice.
0: I've always considered her to be a
2: nice person. Who says she isn't? Well, what I'm saying is if she's sucking years off of people's lives, it doesn't really matter how nice she is. Having a good personality does not make you a good person. We can well, investigate the situation further. I don't want this, I don't want my, um, fears to become your fears if it's not warranted, but...
5: What do you want to do about that? I mean, she's your boss, she runs this place.
2: I don't know, I, I came back so I could find out more. To see if it was actually as I feared and if things are actually going wrong that I don't know about.
5: Doesn't it make sense to have some people in your corner?
2: I don't know if that's a corner you want to be in, if
0: this is the case. Agent Whitaker, what do you know about mutinies?
2: It would require getting a lot of people who have been working under and benefiting from working under Miss Eastie for a very long time.
5: And some pretty damning evidence, I would think, too. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, first we have to figure out if she's a an Edward or a Dracula. That was actually on my list of things to do. I was going to head to the library and see uh, see what we could find. Uh, I've got some other stuff i got to do. i got to meet with Miss Vines and Miss Eastie, so we might have to push that off a bit.
5: We are uh, staying in Portland, then, for a while.
2: Yes. Yes. I didn't expect us to stay very long, but... um things are piling up a little bit quicker than I anticipated. I can drive you all back if you don't want to stay. That's fine. Oh, we can totally go clubbing. It's fine.
5: I'm down to stay. Yeah, we can call out. They've got people at the Maple Leaf. Yeah. It's a sleepy town.
4: I'll have to call my mom,
1: but I feel like she'll be fine. (laughs) I told
3: my parents I'd be away for at least the weekend so they wouldn't be
2: worried. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there are some good clubs out there, if that's something you'd like to do. It is.
4: <laughs> it's
2: just, oh, we've been in
4: like a quiet town for so long, and I just want to be around a lot of
2: people.
3: <laughs> we can go clubbing, Damien. I've it's never been.
2: Fantastic. Stay close, stay close to Miss Eugenia, please.
5: Don't worry, we'll, we'll we'll be safe. Do you want us out of your hair then? We'll go check out the nightlife.
2: Yeah, just text me, let me know where you're going in case we need to meet up later. Um, in case you have any not,
3: recommendations for nearby not, clubs.
2: I would be clubbing, of course.
5: Right, obviously.
2: Obviously. Sure. Not, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway.
5: Well, uh, do we take your car? Do we get a car? Is there a bus? uh, You can
2: take my... Oh, actually, is there a bus? That's a good question. Does Portland
5: have a really good public transit system? Portland has a really good public transit system, and the East Agency would have, like, a shuttle that you could take to downtown or somewhere.
3: Where are we staying? should probably figure that out before we...
5: Yeah, that was kind of what Aiden was, like, questioning, so you guys would think about, like, where are you going to stay?
2: There are rooms here. I mean... I understand if you don't feel safe staying here, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, But there are rooms that you could uh, stay at here. There are some hotels farther in Portland, uh, which uh, I can pay for if you need. Do we
3: have to pay if we stay here?
5: Uh, if If you guys want to stay as guests of the agency, there are cabins that are like set up as sort of a company dormitory, but they're like separate buildings five or six agents will be assigned this is your cabin you've got a living room a kitchen and like a room for you to sleep in when you're here in town Um, are we gonna
3: have a big group slumber party
5: i'll send you guys a picture i was looking at portland real estate and was like i gotta design the east agency i
3: think we're having a sleepover tonight guys
5: uh aiden's vote is to stay here so that everyone can stay with you whitaker and like not split the group up (laughs) Sure, yeah. There
2: you go. Oh, dang. Ooh. Whoa.
5: Yeah. I like, made
3: that noise and then realized I was muted, so I unmuted and then <laughs> made that noise looking at another picture.
2: Man, I'm glad I checked off well-financed on the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> Hell yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just these sort of like big glass windowed, very industrial-looking little, little cabins. But like little modern cabins in the forest. <laughs>
3: I love it. We're having a sleep over there.
5: There's like a ring road, right, in this compound that is the East Agency's grounds. Again, like ringed with a fence that clearly now you know has turrets within it. <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, there there's it's it's a little you know, neighborhood almost within the woods and all these cabins are just spaced so that the trees kind of mask them as soon as you get a little ways away.
2: Should have told you guys to bring bathing suits. I'm so sorry. I forgot about hot tubs. (laughs) Right.
5: The East Agency pools. (laughs) But yeah, the cabins are also here because, again, there's staff at this agency that need to have some place to stay. And this way you don't have a ton of people in suits staying in the hotels and apartments in downtown and causing like a lot of attention to be drawn there.
3: So some of these are like permanent residences for the like monster type employees Uh,
5: yeah a thousand percent there are like monster house residences for people that are not human (laughs) enough to integrate back into normal society and some of them are just people who like i have this weird life and i can't tell anyone about it so everyone i know is people i know from work so i'm just going to live here on the compound and get all my meals from the cafe and i go to work it's a nice little contained life they can live if they want to And there's city life for recreation if you request one of these, Whitaker, Susie can start getting that filed for you all.
2: Uh, yeah, let's do exactly that.
3: Hell yeah.
2: Oh, and
4: uh, speaking of, uh, Damien does turn in his paperwork. Okay. And the birthday is going to be six, 666.
5: <laughs> of course.
3: Uh-huh. Wait, what does that make him? What, what sign is he?
4: Ooh.
5: B- be- Whatever June is, right? Is
3: he a Gemini?
5: Oh, I <laughs> hope he is. I hope I he think, is. Yeah, he's I was going to suggest Gemini for Damien anyway, but like... I jokingly <laughs>
3: said not to be a Gemini because that's what I am, but honestly, it works. Yeah, baby, <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a Gemini.
5: There you go. Hell yeah. All right, yeah, Susie takes your paperwork, Damien. She says, yeah, looks in order. I will uh, work in- on getting
4: Angelo Edgecrest. Mm-hmm.
5: Aiden gives you a look when you say your real name. <laughs> That's a good one. I will try and have documents ready for you as soon as possible. Thank you very much.
2: Also, Susie, I know you got so much on your plate right now, and I will send you
5: a fruit basket later. I actually me. have nothing on my plate, and she's, like, sitting there on like, the folding chair pillow. <laughs> so what oh. else can you pile on today, Whitaker?
2: I don't suppose, if you'd be just so kind... Uh, If we could get uh, one of the guest cabins signed up for, for um, the six of
5: us. Okay, something I can actually do. Yes, I would love to do that, sure. (laughs) She has like a little box, it's filled with RFID cards, and she like takes one, runs it through a little card swiper that she has and hands it to you. That will get you into 12J. Thank you so much. Susie! Yes?
1: Susie, hi. Um, do you remember me? I'm the one that crushed your computer.
5: I don't think I'll ever be able to forget you, Miss Starnbrook.
1: I have great news for you. I'm getting you a present. Oh? Yep. Um, I have no idea when it's coming, but it's, it'll be here, and it'll be great.
5: Two to three
2: business days, probably.
1: Two to three uh, business days, probably.
5: And I'll know that you sent it when it gets here.
1: Yeah, because it'll have a big bow on top.
5: I should have known. Thank (laughs) you so much.
1: I'm sure you'll love it. It'll be good.
5: Yep, I'm sure I will. (laughs) Poor
3: Susie. (laughs) She deserves more than a fruit basket. We got to
1: do
5: something nice for
1: her. (laughs) Yeah, I got her a computer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but she's (laughs) afraid
5: of you she's a little think- afraid of all of you at this point <laughs> what,
2: what huh not Hugo surely
5: <laughs> well to be fair he said one sentence to her this entire time and has been running around with the group that came in on the day <laughs> the ghost arrived so <laughs> guilty by association okay. yes. she probably yeah. doesn't trust him what she's if just Hugo wary like, of all of
2: you what if Hugo like just rolls his eyes and like you know points like these guys am I right <laughs> Instantly trust him.
5: Do you you want to have an interaction with Susie Hugo, as long as everyone else is? Not to do it.
0: Gonna skip over it for now. All right.
5: So, Whitaker, you give them the keys to the Forester. We gotta figure out what specific model of car you have. (laughs) It's it's truck.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah.
3: When you picture pickup truck... (laughs) That's, it's the, that's um, what it is. It's
5: the, it's the it's cyber pickup truck. truck, but with like a back seat.
3: Yeah, with like the the full yeah. cab. Do we establish that it was white? Because I always picture it as white for some reason. I don't I know if anyone wrong. ever said it.
4: I always no, just saw it as but like, Damien definitely flag. leaves white fur in the vehicle after jumping in. He turns into a dog to stick his head out the window and definitely <laughs> leaves fur in every one of Whitaker's vehicles.
5: Mm-hmm. At least, you went, at least you sprung for the leather seats.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, I give them the keys, and I say, don't let Damien and don't let Felicity drive. Who do you give the keys to? Oh, whoever catches them.
1: Felicity catches
5: them. Oh, we should go. who, will we, we roll off for this. I'm I am like to roll stretch. to the keys. Everyone, everyone roll cool? What, would this be a cool roll? I think this would, would a really like cool to use, Is I would depressing? like to use magic. Felicity, general I'm going gonna, gonna to nerf you in this moment and say just everyone roll cool. Whoever rolls cool highest gets the keys. I will say that Felicity and Damon, you have a minus one on this roll because Whitaker specifically didn't throw it in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Two. Hayden did not catch them.
2: <laughs> oh, all right.
3: Raven got a five.
0: Okay. All right. All right. got out. an eight. Yeah. Okay. But, oh. Felicity. Felicity
1: got a nine.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I
2: thought we were friends.
5: All right. So I I'm you. gonna say the keys fly, and you see like, they're going for Hugo. Hugo even like, puts his hand up to like, catch the keys. Like, yeah, I got this, bro. I'm not gonna do anything bad to your car. And the keys stop in the air in front of Hugo's <laughs> hand and then fly over to Felicity's hand. <laughs> She's just like, grins cheekily like, Hooray! Let's go.
1: <laughs> Felicity also one hundred percent does not have her license. Yeah,
5: so no, she can't drive. Yeah, does she
1: drive!
2: I know. She got fake one apparently.
1: She's gonna be like, "I'm stop just kidding." And I'm gonna hand it. I'm gonna hand it to Hugo.
2: Oh, thank God! Right. very funny. We're all laughing. <laughs> yes, yes, we yep. are.
5: Hilarious.
2: <sighs> I am gonna go have a lovely dinner with my good friend, Miss Vines. You all have a good night. All right. Have a good dinner with your good friend.
3: We'll let you know so, what club we end up at in case you want to come meet us.
5: Those of you who are not named Lonnie Whitaker, you go to the garage. Damien, you flash your Eastie badge so that they know it's an agent leaving. And you head out towards downtown portland proper do we want to explore that first or do we want to see whitaker's dinner date
3: i will say if they're going out raven is absolutely going to change first take out the cabin drop off their stuff and then go
5: out what's right, yeah we could, tire. let's do a little montage let's 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 say whitaker tells you follow this road you'll find the cabin look just look for 12j that's ours you're able to settle into your rooms. It's very fancy Airbnb. The rooms are nicely turned down and the counter is clean and everything. It does have that feeling of like no one's been in this building or like this home for a little while. Like it doesn't have like a lived in feel because no one was using 12J. So it's just been like cleaned and then left closed for a while. So you kind of have to like air it out. There's some... Aiden
2: and Hugo feel right at home. <laughs>
5: Ouch. Yes, true. Yeah, we can do a montage. What's everyone's going out look? Hmm.
4: Well, damien has got his martini shirt on. Yes, <laughs> yes, a <laughs> cannon martini shirt. Yeah, I definitely dig the martini shirt and a jacket to go over it. A stylish. Isn't
3: there like a sparkly? There was something with sequins that you you got at that store with Bethany oh yeah the girls definitely convince you to take that out of your magical pocket dimension and put that on
5: to go out oh it was a sequin shirt that had the image of the rock's face done in <laughs> <That's> Right? <laughs> it was <laughs> one of those like reversible sequin oh, okay, shirts maybe <laughs> not yes, that.
3: that maybe yes, the that. Maybe there's a different
5: <laughs> so it was just like the rock's face one way and then a rock the other way <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes
6: how did I forget?
3: <laughs> oh, that's so good.
4: So that's that's the undershirt, then stylish jacket on top. hmm Um,
3: is he doing the shorts with leggings thing? Because I feel like that's a Damien special.
4: Yeah, he's got he's rocking fishnets.
3: Oh hell
5: yeah! Good, good, yep. oh. nice, nice.
4: And like different shoes that having the same level of heel so that he's not walking too sideways.
5: Is one like super chonk and the other one just has like a very high stiletto?
4: Yeah, so it's like the cowboy boot. So the cowboy boot has got a heel on it and then like the other foot just happens to have the same height like black heel.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it.
2: Very cool. Raven, I have to imagine you've got like a cool sort of fashionable leather jacket.
3: Yeah. The first thing I thought of for Raven is that she's wearing black overall shorts and then like a cute crop top under that and then the leather jacket over it because it's kind of chilly at night. And her hair, she pulled it up into two buns completely. So there's none like hanging down. And then she does that cheesy rave thing where like in the middle part, she puts glitter.
5: Yeah,
4: yes. And
3: she's definitely wearing black fishnets and boots, like black boots to match the jacket.
5: Like, like a combat, like, flat-type boot with just a lot of tread, or like...
3: Oh, yeah. Like docs And then, Maddie, you can completely disagree with me if you'd like, but I love the idea that Felicity did not bring any clothes to go clubbing and therefore had to borrow some of Raven's.
1: I actually just picked out a club outfit for Felicity that I feel like is right.
2: Do share.
1: Okay. Please. Okay, so I'm Felicity... Felicity is wearing the -the off-the-shoulder Ren style tops, but they're like Mm -hmm. the crop tops that, like, bunch in with, like, the big flowy sleeves. And it is a light sunflower pattern. And then she has on a pleather... That kind of flares out a little bit, comes to like just above the knee, and it has the buttons that go down the front of it. So cute. Mm-hmm. Tan pleather, not like black. She's not going hardcore, she's going cottagecore. <laughs> and then she has a pair of tights on that are almost her skin color, but a little bit tinted yellow to kind of go with the sunflower shirt that she has on. And then little brown boots with the tiniest little heels. And that's what she's wearing. Nice! And lots of blush.
3: Does she do anything to her hair? Because every good going out montage needs people doing each other's hair. And Raven Um, would absolutely offer.
1: Felicity has never figured out much that she can do with her hair. She usually either has it all down or she does like a half up in like a bun in the back of her head and the rest of it is down. But if Raven wants to do something fun with her hair, She's gonna give her free reign. Oh, she also has little mushroom earrings.
3: Um, Raven's gonna do two French braids down the front, but only go like part way back and then do the two little like e-girl pigtails on the top. So it's like half up and then just leave the rest of it big and curly. Beautiful. So It's like pulled back and out of her face, but still, still poofy, still Felicity.
2: Now I will say Hugo, Whitaker does send you a text uh, soon after you leave that says, if you're not in a clubbing mood, I wouldn't mind some research help in the library. On vampires, specifically. So, Hugo has an mood, out
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> if he wants.
2: Or you could do a completely different out if Hugo's not in the research mood either.
5: I was going to say, I kind of want to hear Hugo's clubbing outfit, but it's up to you a day. What does Hugo's evening look like?
0: So, before he would go into trying to look at his evening clothing, he gets that text. He sends a text back, and leave them your car keys?
2: Baker sends back, do whatever you want, I trust you.
0: I'll research when I get back. Hugo
5: secretly fun. wants to He really fun, secretly wants face. Yeah.
0: But he, he's going to be the responsible adult. So okay. what, is, what is your
5: outfit then, Hugo? <laughs>
0: simple dark blue jeans, black shirt, and a black and brown jacket. Can everybody
2: write down their their descriptions and put them in the chat? <laughs> or, or put them somewhere? For no yeah. reason
0: at all. For I no reason at all! Saying, hey. I'm stealing clothing from a music video
5: because... Oh! Oh, didn't. nice. Yeah. So you guys are all, like, getting changed and everything. And, Raven, you said you were, like, doing Felicity's hair? Mm-hmm. So... As you're like finishing up there, Aiden wraps on the doorframe, kind of pokes her head in. Are we gonna... Oh. Oh, did everybody change?
3: Raven's like (laughs) gently putting a little bit of gold and like rose gold glitter into Felicity's part to match Raven.
5: (laughs) Alright, I'll see what I have and she like then leaves to go back to her
3: room. (laughs) Raven just calls out the door and is like, you can raid my suitcase if you want, I brought extra.
5: And she is gone for a minute another minute and like comes back and she's just like i don't think i brought anything appropriate
3: check my suitcase i have a dress in there you might like all
5: right so what what do you
4: suitcase too pulls out things
5: (laughs) (laughs) but she having not done clothing in any like recent amount of time is just like i have no idea can you just help me please
3: Raven's gonna hand off the glitter. She's got, Raven's gonna start to hand the glitter to Felicity and Damien, and then <laughs> think better of Thinks it and take it, it back and close it and take it with her. And then she's gonna she's gonna go to her suitcase. Raven definitely she knows about the club scene in Portland and definitely brought enough clothes. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Brought so much stuff. But I think I think she kind of anticipated that Aiden wouldn't have anything to wear. And so I'm basing this off of a, a dress that I bought recently, but I'm gonna alter it a little bit. So it's a, like a plain black dress and it's got short sleeves and kind of like a high neck, not like a turtleneck, but it's it's not low cut at all. Um, and it goes down a little bit past the knees. She's gonna hand her some black tights, just like solid ones. And then she's gonna hand her like a corset belt. It just like snaps in the back, but then like laces up the front just to to make it look cute. And then maybe like a,
2: a scarf or necklace or neck piece to make yeah. this. Or jackets, perhaps.
3: Yeah, she'll leave that up to Aiden if she wants to wear her own jacket. Kind of, she,
5: She'll run back to her room and she has like a like a dark maroon leather jacket.
3: Oh, Because of that, Raven's gonna dig through her suitcase again and pull out some dark red fishnets and hand them to her and be like, you can put these over the tights. It'll look super cute. But Ooh. it's not like too much. Try them on if you don't like it, you can take them off. Yeah, I think our... they'll, they'll look really cool. Okay. Hell yeah.
5: Hey there, adventurers. No sponsors this week. We got busy and took a break from that marketing hustle. I did still want to thank someone who's helping us out with the podcast this week. Alexander Nakarada, hope I pronounced that right, of Serpent Sound Studios is the composer behind some of the music we used in this episode. They have over 300 songs in their library of royalty-free background tracks for YouTubers, filmmakers, game developers, and yes, even us humble podcasters. I know a few folks who use their music for adding songs in post-production, and it's no surprise why. Not only is it incredibly generous to share so much work with other creatives through the Creative Commons license, but the quality of their music can't be questioned either. If you need a break from podcasts and would enjoy giving your ears some ambient music for a change, check out serpentsoundstudios.com, where you can find links to Alexander's Patreon, YouTube, SoundCloud, and other social accounts. You could also listen to their full library of music right on the website. I know I'm looking forward to finding more of their music to include in our show soon. As much as I love all the themes and tracks we've commissioned so far, sometimes it's nice to switch it up, like sending your players to go clubbing in a tabletop game about monsters. Despite whatever hijinks our heroes get up to in Portland, remember to drink responsibly, adventurers. Take care of yourselves out there. Agent Whitaker, you meet Lizzie Vines for a meal. Where (laughs) do you do this?
2: At the cafeteria? Yeah. <laughs> Can I Uber eat something?
5: You you could totally order something. You could, like, grab some food and go down to the lab.
2: I'm gonna order um some food from a nearby sushi place that we both like.
5: It gets delivered. You manage to meet up with her. When you arrive with a bag and chopsticks and you're like, hey, <laughs> she, uh stands up from the panel that she's working on, which is the one that like exploded when the training session got interrupted. I think that's enough for today. Everybody check out. We'll finish this tomorrow. Go get some rest. It was a rough afternoon. And once everyone is gone, she goes over to the lab doors and uses her card access to close them and you see it locks. And as you guys tuck in, she says, so I know today got a little crazy. But I hope you're ready for it to get even crazier. All right. Consider me prepared. I didn't get that many readings off your new friends, but I wanted to tell you what I figured out about your green friend. All right. And she takes out some papers from a folder and sends them across to you. They're very complicated. There's a lot of graphs and analysis information and stuff on them. But there are a couple diagrams and she points at one, and it's of a double helix. How's your biology, Whitaker?
2: It's, um, I graduated high school.
5: Good enough. DNA, right?
2: I do know that one.
5: We, in our DNA, have proteins that pair together. And there's only the four of them. Now, we analyze the substances that we removed from your friend, Damien, and they, they resemble a a mucus, a, a pretty standard organic sly. Then we put them through more and more stringent and involved testing. And it's truly baffling, Whitaker. His DNA has 12 base pairs.
2: All right. Very
5: different from humans. Three times as different from humans and literally everything else that is living on the planet.
2: Well, all right. That seems to make sense. What
5: does this mean? Uh, Well, it's not a surprise to me at all now that he can affect his form with such freedom and whimsy.
2: Because he's just playing with three times
5: as many pieces. Yes, his DNA can seemingly rewrite itself into new patterns and combinations, but also somehow store and recall previous iterations of itself, and she starts to, like, talk really, really quickly and, like, outspeed your perception of her words. Yep, yep. All right, all right. (laughs)
2: layman's terms
5: she like (sighs) and like sticks a sushi in her mouth to like (laughs) calm down and like just chewing it
2: fascinating i bet you could write a whole nother thesis about it i'm going to (laughs) (laughs) all right that is something isn't it
5: yeah it it's a lot whitaker and that's just the first person you brought in uh we didn't even get to finish showcasing all your new recruits
2: I want you to, um, if you don't mind, I want you to focus on um, Miss Starnbrook, if you could, because she's playing on a level that, um, frankly, well, I mean, I don't understand it because I don't understand magic, but she's she's playing on a frightening level. So if you want to focus your efforts anywhere.
5: Yeah. So about that. um, She pulls out another sheet. Again, she just starts pointing at numbers because this one is all just lab results. And she says... Once you brought her down to the infirmary, I had some blood samples taken just to check for low blood sugar, anemia, any sort of thing. Whitaker, there's nothing strange about your friend that I can measure. And she starts pointing at the different charts. There's no abnormalities in her blood work, no spiking hormone levels, no sort of adrenaline doping that I can make out. We also... Ran a spectrograph over her, and uh, there's absolutely no residual energy of any sort when we try to measure from her.
2: And now remind me, because I don't know magic, when we do get some um, stranger folk walking through here, like maybe the Ramos twins or something like that, where does that manifest? Where does that appear in the tests
5: usually? Usually there's some sort of e- either a temperature. Spike a, a radiation you know, not in the nuclear sense but in the you know just radiating a type of energy or or electromagnetism or something even marissa is psychic uh, i don't like to use that term because i don't have a way to explain it yet but it is measurable when someone emits that sort of ability and with miss darnbrook it's like she doesn't have magic until she does and then it's off the charts and it baffles our instruments
2: so it's coming from somewhere else then
5: and she like points at the like crushed dummy down in the training area
2: oh god um sorry about that
5: i heard she did that something outside too and the front door
2: uh yep sounds about right and uh (laughs) evaporated entire radio ghost from the sound of it and as i understand you've never interacted with any sort of power that behaves like this before?
5: Not especially. It's not my area. You could talk to Marissa and Thomas, but... I
2: mean, I know um, Raven's got some, like, summoning powers or something like that. In that
5: we have experience with Whitaker. Like, we've met summoners before. Thomas Mm -hmm. summons occasionally. It's tapping into the, you know, the veil and that invisible world, which we know exists.
2: Does she also um, radiate energy, or is that or, or is that not included in the summoning?
5: Well, we can measure the trace energy being created by the creature that she's summoned. Sure, sure. And certainly observe its effects. I mean, it seems to be a, a sharpshooter of some sort.
2: I'm wondering if maybe, not that I would be the expert on any of this, if uh, Miss Starnbrook is, if she's just summoning magic from somewhere else, something that she doesn't have, you know, within her. I, I, don't, I don't know. You probably have to ask her, though I don't think she knows either.
5: It was very clear to me during the test that she has no idea what she's doing, which is almost more terrifying. In fact, it is more terrifying, I can tell you that. She uh, freaks yeah. me out, Whitaker.
2: Hey, hey, Miss Vines. She freaks me out too. And that's something you and I share. <laughs>
5: And she, like, cheerses you with a sprite that you got her with the came with the sushi. <laughs> the sprite cranberry. <laughs> news. I don't know what any of this means, Whitaker. I know that whatever circumstances made Damien, they're more advanced than anything we've even come close to imagining as far as projections on how evolution fosters life.
2: Well, he's kind of from a different playing field, though, isn't he?
5: Well, yes, but see, we've never actually been able to get a sample of anyone of his ilk.
2: Right, right. So, do you think, I mean, it would be hard to say, Do you, a sample size of one is not really a sample size, but do you think he sort of represents the uh, the population of where he comes from?
5: I have no idea, but if you can find me a second demon to test, I would love to.
2: I won't go looking, but I'll let you know if I stumble on one. <laughs> wow, well, this has been proper enlightening, hasn't it?
5: I just thought I should let you know what you're walking around with and driving in your car.
2: I have more questions than answers, I'm gonna be honest with you.
5: Welcome to science, Mr. (laughs) Winker. Yeah, no,
2: that does shine a bit more light on the subject, if nothing else. Wow. I've actually a question for you that might be a little easier to answer. I hope so. Um, how much do you know about
5: vampires? Mm, there are a few old reports in the agency database, and what you told me about them. That's about it. All right.
2: We don't get a lot of reports of them, do we?
5: Not really. They're sort of a... They're either very good at hiding, or they've just been wiped out.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll check out the library, see what I can find.
5: I are know. you working on a case?
2: I'm... i just sort of investigating something for a friend.
5: Okay, Whitaker. I'll keep doing research for a friend.
2: I appreciate that.
5: You know where Spiegel and Ross went? They left? Yeah, just
2: disappeared as they do. Want to make sure they were okay.
5: I didn't hear about them checking into the infirmary or anything. All right. I'll ask Miss Steve. She'd know. I just want to set this up because this is an interesting situation. You guys have the whole of a real ass American city to now go explore if you want to. And I don't want to like railroad you into like you go to this bar and things like tell me what you want to do. And if you want to even just pull up a map of Portland and tell me a spot you want to look into, I'll send you there. Cause I, I've got it. I'm ready. Damian Sandbox is Portland, Oregon. Here we go.
4: <laughs> that he knows a spot and going to tell Whitaker, he's going to tell them a location of this normal club, but he's going to take the group to the monster friendly club, but also not tell them that that's, what he's walking them into. So now if other people have suggestions or places on their to-do list, we can definitely, Damien will immediately be on board, whatever that is.
5: Damien, are you thinking of taking them to the bar where you know the bartender? Because there is the bar near the Portland airport that you said was your favorite place that you'd been. (laughs) Yes, yes. Damien has suggested that you guys check out this bar called The Moment. It is... You know how, like, airports have the sprawl right after them, where, like, when you get off the airport, you're supposed to, like, go and frequent those businesses? Like, that's what this place is. It's a bar on that strip where there are restaurants and other pubs and things, not within the airport proper, but just outside that landmark. Hugo, you're driving? Yep. So you pull up, everybody gets fine. out, looking nice and flashy.
3: Raven I w- cannot believe that Hugo is coming with us, but she doesn't want to ask be like are you sure in case he changes his mind like, so i feel like all the girls that. are trying to act really natural about it They're like oh yeah of course yeah cool. mm-hmm. yeah you guys in. all right like
5: i will say that aiden borrowed some of your more pigmented makeup raven to like match her like maroon and black thing that she's got going on now because of your yeah. stuff
3: <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely had some lipstick that matches the jacket yeah
5: so she is like a little more dark and shadowed than you're normally used to seeing <laughs> her.
3: Yes! Raven absolutely helped with that if she needed any help and maybe convinced Aiden to put a little bit of glitter in her hair.
5: She's, she's yeah. following Raven's lead. Raven seems to know what she's doing when it comes to clubbing.
3: <laughs> Raven has been clubbing exactly twice.
5: <laughs> I love it.
3: <laughs> I was going to say once. But I think it's I think it's twice. I think both times we're with Bethany. She's gone enough times to feel like comfortable going clubbing. Which is mm-hmm. twice.
0: Hugo has only gone clubbing for sociology reports.
5: <laughs> Sweetie. I love it. Oh, amazing.
2: Everything Hugo does is just so Hugo.
5: He's yeah. <laughs> such a treasure. Do you guys ask Aiden when the last time she went clothing was?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like this is a canon conversation where Raven's like, yeah, I've done this a couple of times. Like, this will be fun.
5: I think it comes up when you guys are talking about, oh, where should we go? And then like someone probably without thinking about it asked Aiden, do you know any good places? And she was like, the last time I went out to something like this, you had to know a password and you went into the basement of the place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweetie. (laughs) Was alcohol illegal then? That was a thing for a while, wasn't it?
3: Oh yeah, not that long, but it was a long time ago. (laughs) Luckily, we don't have to do that. Those do exist just for fun nowadays. There are places where you have to know the password to get into the cool secret area. Huh. But you can buy alcohol anyway.
5: I wouldn't think people would be nostalgic for that time. It was kind it's of a hassle.
3: romanticized.
5: Yeah. Why would you want to pretend that your friends could be arrested at any moment?
3: You know, for the thrill of it. It makes it feel exciting once you're in there.
4: The humans romanticize the apocalypse, so, like, anything's possible for that. That's
5: that's true. So where are well, we going? I'm, I'm excited.
4: It's the moment. It's a nightclub, I feel like. The area is good in case if you don't like it, there's other places available, but it's a lot of new and interesting people. And I think that will be really appropriate because you guys spent so much time in that same small town. And this is going to get you the big city, Portland, and people from other cities too. So, so you've been there. Oh yes, it is fantastic. All right. is really nice and friendly and so interesting.
3: All right. I trust Damien on this. Let's go. This only. (laughs) (laughs) It's the other
6: half of that she doesn't say.
4: (laughs) On this. There's nothing to worry about. I mean, we've got Aiden here. Hugo is here. Felicity can crush anyone who looks at us funny.
5: This- okay, I want to I wanna make a ground rule. If you guys get drunk, no magic. No drunk crushing people? Can we, can we establish uh, that as a rule?
1: Now, here's the thing. I...
3: Felicity, I, have you ever drank before?
1: I've had a glass of wine.
3: That's a start. At least you're not, you know, like, throwing you in the deep end with no experience. We'll be good though. We don't have to go crazy. We're just going. We'll to We'll dip our toe fun. in.
5: This is. Just, we're just trying this out. We're here in it's Portland a, for a while, yeah. right? Well, we don't need to. The, we don't to go all
1: in on the first Here's night. Here's the we're thing, just, though. Here's the thing, go though. It's I kind of I want to be um crazy, because it's like not the coolest thing ever to drink with your mom.
3: Hey, it's nice sometimes.
1: Uh yeah, but when that's really your only option, I wasn't uh, drinking alone. It's, well, my mom, like, the wine that she drank was, like, some old lady wine, and it, like, wasn't even really that good, and I don't know, I've never really done this before, so I kind of, I want, I haven't, I've been waiting for friends, right, to bring me somewhere, because, like, going by yourself is, like, probably not the coolest, and I didn't want to... Look like a little weirdo, because that I mean how could I just I kind of want to drink for the first time
3: all right i'll keep an eye on you. we won't let you get too crazy, but we'll we'll have some fun don't worry
1: The point of this was for me to say, I can hardly control magic when i'm not drinking, so I am not making any firm promises. well, okay, so I promise not to do anything dangerous i promise i won't crush anything that i think that i can control but maybe some fun party tricks i could make some things
5: flow no we're gonna
6: let's
1: just play it safe
5: we're we're trying to blend in we want to you know normal people which is funny
3: because portland's motto is keep portland weird but we're gonna be the normal ones
1: all right
4: so alcohol doesn't really affect me, but I hang out with a ton of people who it does affect. So what you're going to want to do is have caffeine, because if you don't, you're just going to get drunk real fast and pass out. But if you have the caffeine, you'll still get drunk, but you won't fall asleep. Okay, so you need I to do.
1: I do actually know about this. So when I used to go to school and everyone used to go to parties, they used to say, you got to follow the three golden rules. Number one, hydrate. Number two, caffeinate. caffeinate. Number three, intoxicate. intoxicate. <laughs> yeah, that's that a was golden not
0: rule. any of my research. Okay.
1: <laughs> was that just and an art school thing that's or? that's a formula for a successful drunk night
5: hmm. hugo
3: are you gonna be the designated driver or do you yep. want to have some fun tonight i can i can drive
5: i, I can't get drunk either so oh I that's
3: can... right i was gonna ask can you like would you still enjoy the drink do they still taste good you just the alcohol doesn't affect you
5: yeah i can drink things i just it won't get me okay. drunk. okay All right, well, as long as you can
3: still, like, enjoy them in that aspect.
5: So, Hugo, if if you do want to relax, feel free.
0: Whitaker entrusted the vehicle to me. I'm not letting anything happen to it. Do you not trust Aiden? (laughs)
2: She's (laughs) a literal angel. Please have fun
0: tonight, Hugo. She's a literal angel. Yes, yes, Aiden is a literal angel. Who can't get drunk. That doesn't mean she drives well.
5: I drive perfectly fine, Hugo. What? Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually seen you drive. Yeah, well, I, you know, yeah, carbon Eden footprint. Drives. I don't have to drive. I can. <laughs> she, like, she has to drive She to explains birth, how, like, so she doesn't, doesn't like, need a car. So she, like, doesn't have one. But, like, she learned to drive. Uh-huh. It was, admittedly, a while ago. She does hitchhike a lot.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Hayden, <laughs> your safety. I guess if someone was going to try and kidnap you, you could just bamf out. We this is a go. really we've long been, car
4: ride to
5: the park. We've bar. been sitting here in the parking spot for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, we're right here? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you guys
4: made it there, like, time. very
5: quickly. Yeah. This was, like, the, like, all right, team plan, ways, plan yeah. of action. We're about to go in, like, and you've just been in the car this whole time. <laughs> we all have
4: each other's cell phone numbers. <laughs> Everyone's charge.
3: Raven reaches inside her jacket and pulls out a little, it looks like a lipstick, but it's actually pepper spray. And she's like, mm-hmm. every time I go out clubbing, I bring one of these just in case. You never know.
2: <laughs> oh, me <Yeah>. too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so Damien.
5: Damien was that pepper spray? I love the idea of David just having pepper spray and using it like a breath mint. <laughs> <laughs> Mmm, spicy. That's so good.
3: God, no! If we, yeah. that's what
5: gets us out of the car. Especially they they the mortal,
6: so his pepper his mouth, anywhere. and everyone's just like, "Open
3: doors!" Eyes watering just a little bit. Yep. yep. Oh, that's our cue. We're going inside, guys. Let's a go. I need to face to
5: get it in your face. Don't want to mess up the mascara. Just oh god,
3: no! <laughs> wearing so much eyeliner right now, guys.
5: So you guys are at the moment. It's pretty unassuming from the outside. It's got some neon beer logo signs and a like ground lit little sign. So it's the moment. It's very darkly lit. The windows are shadowed so that you can't see in. But you do hear like music playing. And it sounds pretty active. Hell yeah. So there is a tough looking broad-shouldered guy at the front door. There isn't a line to get in here. You do see a couple other... Girls who are dressed for clubbing. They walk up to this guy. You're holding back to like gauge, like, okay, what's the procedure here? We wanna seem like we know what we're doing. They walk by this guy, he holds out his hand, and they both fist bump him. He just nods and they walk through the door, which seems to have like a black curtain in front of it.
1: Felicity is, is gonna do that. Just going in.
5: He sees you approaching. And he steps forward to meet you halfway before you can get to the entrance. What do you think you're doing?
1: I am going
5: to a club. Are you on the list?
4: Damien is is pretty close behind. Hey, buddy. It's it's okay. We're cool. And Damien will, like, go up for, like, a a peace sign. But Mm -hmm. it's a green gloopy hand peace sign.
5: The guy sees that. Oh, Damien, how's it going? <laughs> yeah,
4: there we go, there we go. Yeah, these are my friends. I wanted to take them to a cool place for the night. And, uh, All
5: right. All right. So they're cool then, they're with you.
4: Oh, yeah, they're 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 on the level.
5: You know he's gloopy? Yeah, <laughs> gloopiest motherfucker in town, I'd say. Welcome to the moment, then. And you head inside. It is a pretty typical club layout. It's dark, but there are lights everywhere flashing and shining. The bar has that cool lighting underneath the counterpart of it and then behind to light up all the bottles and everything. And there are shapes moving in the dark that you are, you can't even tell what they're supposed to be. They're not human. This place is filled with all sorts of creatures there are little fairies flying through the air, carrying a red Solo cup between two of them. There <laughs> is, uh, there, you know, Thank there's, you there's like the a, a three headed dog over by the jukebox. Someone like tries to go over to like put a thing in it and it like bites him and like throws him around. It's like, oh, like it's uh, thrown yeah. across the bar.
4: Like <laughs> you, you want to be cool with the dog before you try to do anything. <laughs>
5: Yeah, like Damien's just like okay. shouting things over the, the din of the music. So you're here at the moment. I mean, there, there are plenty of people to go talk to. Do you go straight up to the bar, Damien?
4: Oh yeah, bar, bar is the, the first stop. That way you have something in your hands to cheers with people.
5: There's a human bartender behind there and she's busy dealing with an owl person. They've got like a very long neck with an owl's face on it and just like a crop top on over some like, hairy arms with like talons and they're like chatting with this lady and she says one second honey she like goes and like taps a different bartender on the back and what turns around is this writhing mass you can't really make out what it is it just seems to be moving constantly and it creates sort of this tall very lanky person with long what looked like maybe antenna sticking out of the head, and it shuffles past its coworker and comes over and is at the bar, and you hear this like whispered echoing chorus, and it just says, "It's Christ, welcome back,
6: my friend."
4: Yeah, buddy, you're looking great.
6: You
1: hear it These say, are my
4: friends. I figured I'd hook them up with the best place in town.
6: House swarms.
5: Continue
6: to multiply into untold
5: legions. Oh, so happy! To you can hear see it. now. This is just a massive writhing shape of crickets. It is just crickets swarming into the shape of a humanoid with like long antenna.
4: Oh, wonderful. Things look like they're really bouncing tonight. Anyone uh, who's who's here? There's so many people. I have to say hi to.
5: I guess they, because it's a multitude yeah. of. <laughs> creatures <laughs> they say you know
6: the usual watch out
4: the fair tonight Woo-hoo! that's what I was going to ask about the things to watch out for I appreciate that Fowler's celebrating As as they do
5: uh, you don't know who they're talking about but apparently someone is celebrating
4: uh, so we're gonna hook us up with some some drinks. I've got some some cards uh, to try out today. Oh, I love
5: that game! Through the, like, again, echoed, chittering chorus, you can tell that that was meant to be sarcasm. They hate that you have multiple credit cards that fail all the time. <laughs> 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 they a very busy, constructive insects that doesn't have time for your bullshit all the time. <laughs>
3: I like the fact that Raven is absolutely horrified by this thing. But she knows he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Are you having the same sort of reaction that you had to Phoebe, Raven? Not as bad. Not as bad. Okay.
3: Raven's Raven is like me and very afraid of spiders. But this is kind of just like a, yeah, not like afraid but just kind of like oh that's unsettling but okay
1: this is going to be making things that we're ingesting into our body (laughs) yeah
3: i think she's kind of trying to figure out like can we get the other bartender's attention and order drinks from them or like aiden will like step forward
5: next to damien and she says why don't i handle it tonight and she hands over her like credit card to this thing (laughs) which like the the bugs like about and grab it, like, holds it up, and again, like, the face is just more crickets, so you can't really tell what's looking at the card, but it says, uh, Shall I open it, then,
6: Miss Brightwood?
5: Yes, and, and what was your name? And they let the hand eat the credit card, like, it just disappears into the arm as it Turns around to grab cups from underneath the counter and like starts setting them down. And you can see now it has three sets of arms that are now grabbing things and like filling cups with ice and stuff. And it says, "We are Serix, the Multitudinous." I love them. They're really great. I
3: hate it so much, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> also, we didn't order any drinks yet. They don't oh, really gosh, know what's um, gonna getting make cups us.
5: ready. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, trash
4: cans for everyone. they take a bunch of alcohols as the base and then they just take a a Red Bull can and plop it in the cup. That way as you drink the drink, then it fills in with Red Bull. So you get your booze and caffeine right away.
5: Aiden holds a hand up and she's like, who's paying? Aiden (laughs) has
4: excellent choice. I'll have what she's having.
5: She just scans and she turns to you, Felicity.
1: Wait, 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 Aiden. I would like to order.
5: Yeah, I was just gonna ask you what you want.
1: Um mister Miss um how do I call you?
6: We are Zyrex.
3: Can you spell that for me, Aiden? <laughs> I mean Natalie. <laughs>
5: whoever whoever knows how to spell that. X X I R E X
3: <laughs> was it X the the Multitudinous. The multitudinous.
5: The multitudinous. Got it, cool.
1: Okay, Mr. Multitudinous. Your multitudinousness, sir. I have never drank before. Well, that's a lie. I've had a glass of wine. So, I would like for you to choose what my first drink
5: is gonna be. Because I don't know what to get. Adam, she has like a questioning look on her face. She's like, that's not ordering. What?
3: There is so much Maddie in Felicity and I love
5: but... it so much. <laughs> Xerix you see the antenna coming out of its head twitch. They actually reach out Felicity. They don't touch you, but they do kind of hover over your hair for a second, just sort of swarming there. And it has like a handout as it's like got a one like cricket finger held up. Got it. They make you a Long Island iced tea and they say, Take your
3: time. Raven's going to order waters for everyone. <laughs> 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 and just hand one to Felicity and be like, please, Please, pace yourself. I know it tastes like iced tea and it tastes really good, but you do not understand how strong these are. Please be careful. <laughs> she's just gonna like shoot a glance at Xerix, really? Oh uh, God.
6: Felicity
1: is gonna take a sip, and she's a little bit afraid because she can smell how strong the alcohol is in this place. She's gonna take a sip, and take a second to ponder, and then her eyes go wide. No. <laughs>
3: Don't like hold it in your mouth. Uh
1: And she's like, oh my, this has alcohol? Mm Mm-hmm, it has a lot. It tastes like, it tastes like not though!
3: And that's why you need to be careful.
5: Xerix sees there's a group of you, so it just goes around and takes your orders. For you, you, sir, in the the back! back. As it addresses you, you go,
0: Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm the DD, so.
3: Raven hands him a water.
0: Another are not responsible of you. in the back of his head he's going dang it damien <laughs> Re- really
4: really this place is great hugo i'm so glad you made it
0: yeah yeah so am i yeah
4: i was yeah. worried you were gonna like go off doing something boring like you know studying in the library or something yeah. I'm, I'm glad you were able to make it out with the fun
2: crowd
5: yeah, yeah. you see in the back there is a DJ show going on and it's a bunch of dance type music going off but the the DJ do you want to design them or I have an idea but this is sort of oh. your moment so it's oh, literally no. your <laughs> the moment
4: <laughs> Great, it's the dream uh, no if you have things in mind I'm this is your world I'm happy to be a part of it
5: the DJ it's sitting on a, a pedestal and it has these big, massive paws and these leathery bat wings on its back. And the, the wings are occasionally flapping or, like, dancing with the sound. But what you see is a chimera, a lion head, a goat head, and, like, a fiery serpent head. They've all got sunglasses on, and they're all just, like, spinning on different tape decks. <laughs> like changing up the music between each one of them.
4: Oh, DJ Chimera is so fucking cool.
5: Every once in a while when there's like a lull in the music or it's like the bass is about to drop, you just hear this massive lion roar just (laughs) echoing out throughout the whole thing. The crowd goes nuts. They're loving it. They're eating it up. Some of them are literally eating up other members of the dance floor. There's like a frog that's like the size of a St. Bernard and there's like some, what look like maybe gnomes dancing on its back and occasionally it will open its mouth, suck one in and then like spit another one out. And they're just like, wow, like covered in slime, like they're in like a slime pit.
4: So Damien's dancing and <laughs> helping to give the group some direction, that is gone now.
5: Oh uh, yeah, Damien has abandoned you more. in the moment. <laughs> the most like, <laughs> Hardcore monster bar in Portland. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Stay away from the Fey. <laughs> just, it just it disappears into the
5: dancing crowd.
3: Raven watches him leave and is like, Yeah, we're not gonna see him again until till it's time to leave, huh?
5: You see Aiden, her hand is tensely gripping her glass. Her fingers are slightly glowing golden, but she's trying to keep it under wraps. I'm gonna go find us a table. Whitaker, in oh. a much calmer setting. Probably some classical music playing in the background in Olivia Eastie's office. Piano and violin concerto. Uh,
2: yeah, I guess, goes up the elevator. Actually, no, he's scared of the elevator now. He goes up the stairs. <laughs> he
5: takes the stairs now.
2: <laughs> Until that fear wears off. <clears throat>
5: She's at her desk. She's got a, a laptop out while her like normal monitor is like unplugged and off to the side. Probably gonna get replaced or at least looked at.
2: Little polite knock on the glass door. Walk in. You wanted to see me?
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, just to uh, check in. Make sure your friends weren't totally scared off today.
2: They uh, they recovered quite well, I'd say. They're off to um, off to go clubbing from the sound of it.
5: Hmm. Shockingly resilient that group.
2: They've been through a few ringers at this point. I'm um. This one wasn't too bad for them. I'm not surprised.
5: Well, good. Get them acclimated, then, to this line of work. That is the goal, yes? To uh, employ them all?
2: Well, we'll we'll see who's, you know, who's interested. They seemed vaguely interested, maybe a bit concerned about the the security, of course, but um, we'll keep checking in.
5: You'll be staying in the city, then, uh, or here at the compound, while you uh, pursue your latest investigation?
2: That is the plan, yes.
5: Uh... Any leads on that?
2: Well, not a lot. We uh, had quite a few distractions from pursuing that one, but um, I've sent over a, um, some sort of magical blue glittery substance that they seem to be trading or, or, or smuggling. I'm sending that over to Miss Vines to see if she's got the read on what it might be. And well, uh, while she does that, I'm probably gonna be checking in with some contacts in Portland. See if they know anything about our shapeshifter smuggling friend.
5: Sounds like it's a, a solid audition case for your prospective new agents.
2: Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the plan.
5: Are you all right, Whitaker?
2: Um, I'm, I'm fine. Just, uh, I just, you know, concerned about them. They, they're, you know, they're kids. Just trying to make sure they're okay. It just gives yes. a
5: long look. I think I understand. It's uh, a different kind of stress, having to worry about the well-being of subordinates. She just gives you kind of like a genuine smile.
2: All right.
5: Yeah. Um, God,
2: is there any like, is there any role I can make?
5: Tell me what Whitaker wants to do in this situation. Using his keen detective brain and I'll let you know.
2: I mean, I guess he just wants to like, look at that smile and tell if it's genuine, but I don't know if that, that's not really like an action. That's more of just like a...
5: Could read a bad situation, I guess.
2: I will read a bad situation.
5: That's a 12.
2: Wow. I guess, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Like, is there anything about her expression or her, her manner that like would betray? Is she, is she hiding anything?
5: She seems fairly at ease. You guys have had a pretty cordial relationship ever since a year or so into your working here. Your track record makes you one of the more, like, trusted agents. While she can't let her guard down completely around you, she feels, like, comfortable enough to just sort of, like, talk without the air of, all right, agent, here are your orders, and good day. Like, you know, like, she can talk to you. And she says, I'm curious... How much how much of a security risk is this group, really, do you think?
2: It feels like a bigger one every step. Damien is a bag full of mysteries that I still don't really want to poke my head into.
5: I was reading the report from Miss Vines this uh, evening. Frightening stuff, to be honest.
2: And the only real... Um... The only real, uh, you know, word that we have that he's not going to do anything is, is his own word. And the only reason we're trusting him is because he says he's not going to do anything. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, that just, that worries me sometimes. And well, Felicity's becoming a bigger, shinier bag of mysteries too.
5: What about so, the other two, Miss Brightwood, Mr. Ashad?
2: Like like I've said many times before, my understandings of magic and whatnot is (laughs) quite lacking.
5: She uh, um, pulls a report out of, like, one of the folders on her desk. And she says, uh, I have an email here from uh, Agent Ross. Says that they're more than they seem. What do you make of that? She kind of slides this, like, printed out email uh, across the table to you. Basically, in the heading... Radio Ghost, Agent Report, Hillary Ross, Attention, Olivia Easty, blah, blah, blah. It's not long. It's written like a a email you would shoot off to someone just as like a heads up almost. And it says, it has a list of everybody by last name. And it just says, Starnbrook, threat level, big question mark in bold. Oh, that's fun. Then it has Edgecrest, threat level, minimum.
2: It was a little insulting, honestly. <laughs> See, I feel mad on behalf of him now, but... Again,
5: okay. this is from Ross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> alright, alright. And it
5: says, Rashad, threat level low, and then a dash, more experienced than letting on. Brightwood, threat level three big question marks, more experienced than letting on. And then Eugenia... Threat level, low. God, I want to know what my threat level is. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just a note at the bottom and it says, Whitaker is in over his head.
2: Story of my life. I'm not sure, but I will say this. I think there is a lot about Aiden, about Hugo, that they haven't told me. That's just the truth.
5: How much have they told you that you haven't told the agency? Because on paper, they're not very impressive. According to Ross, however, they're a bit more than they seem. If I'm going to get my hands dirty with them, I'd like to know what I'm dealing with.
2: I'm sure if they want to get their hands dirty with us, they will give you that information. But I do know this. While I'm not sure how to vouch for Damien, I can say that I trust Hugo and Aiden to be some of the the better morally aligned characters I've seen in my time, and that I feel very, very positive of. So regardless of what Ross thinks of them, they're pointing in the right direction.
5: I know that there's a bit of interpretation needed when reading Ross's briefings. If you're vouching for them, then really, I suppose I just have to trust you in order to trust them. Fortunately, I do.
2: Why did you agree to hire me back when I first joined? Because I told you what happened in
5: England. Well, your track record was exemplary, if a bit fraught with tragedy. And I found that, while it might be sad to say, that those who get a rather unpleasant close look at the world we deal with, tend to be the agents with the most conviction. And I need agents with conviction as part of this organization.
2: How long have you been running this place for? Did you always believe in what it was doing or was it just family business passed down that you grew to to love?
5: She uh, goes over and points at a, a portrait that's framed on the wall of a woman who has like a family resemblance to Olivia, but is clearly someone else. This woman has her hair similarly done up, but in more of not so tight a bun, just tied back and then a couple hairpins stuck in and a streak of white through very, very dark black hair. Looks a little bit older than Olivia. My mother and father inherited the organization from their parents and their parents before them. It is the Easty Agency for a reason fell to me when I was of age and experienced enough to know the full extent of what we do here and across the country. She... She doesn't like put her finger on the painting, but she does sort of trace the edge of the frame nostalgically.
2: Did you know from the beginning that the world was bigger than, bigger than it's supposed to be?
5: I had always suspected, but Also suspect I didn't have quite a normal childhood. I don't think children of secret agents get quite a pristine look at the world. Is that what you're looking to spare them from?
2: Well, there's not much I can do to keep them out of it now, I suppose. Cats out of the bag and all that. I figure if they're going to be rummaging through this world, they might as well do it with some gloves on. It's my hope that connections with this agency will give them those gloves, if nothing else. that's what I want for them, if anything.
5: Well, we'll see if we can't do that for them.
2: is uh, uh checking in is that all you is that all you wanted for me?
5: Well also just say thank you for saving me and the others in cold storage.
2: I uh, yeah, yeah, though I didn't see you in the infirmary you seem to spring back pretty well.
5: Yes, yeah. Mr. North under. Uh, said that he should prioritize the director of the agency bit calculated from him if i'm being honest
2: certainly glad everyone made it out all right
5: i think most of our agents are making a recovery
2: i don't suppose you happen to get um grabbed at all by the uh, static hands that were appearing every every which way
5: no, I think trapping me down there might have been its uh, goal to get the queen off the table. A
2: solid strategy. Well, I suppose with that, uh, I better go get back to work. Oh, um, do you know where Spiegel and Ross went off
5: to? They uh, left Tragic urgently. They did not tell me what they were going to investigate, but then again, as senior agents, they do have that prerogative. I'm sure... Whatever it was they were investigating was either related, or they needed to get a, away from it all. As you know, they're not the most social pair.
2: Fair enough, I suppose.
5: Take the night off, Whitaker. Thank you've earned it.
2: I'll try to. And with that, Whitaker will leave.
5: Whitaker heads down the stairs. Olivia Eastie sits down at her desk, shuffles through some more of the papers, files them away goes over to her little bookcase and turns the knob on an old radio. So we cut over to the moment and everyone is dancing.
3: <laughs> Raven has absolutely grabbed Aiden and dragged her onto the floor.
1: Right when Whittaker leaves, He is going to get a phone call from Felicity.
2: Oh, Oh. Oh, no. Miss Starnbrook? Uh, Whitaker! Oh, God.
1: (laughs) There's
3: this club music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Listen!
1: I'm drinking for the first time! Oh,
2: God, for the first... Drink water, please. Drink water. I'm
1: drinking... Hey, listen, Aiden... Care of me, I promise. But you okay, should me. come
2: here. I'm. It's in a I would love to. It there's is not. There's like, me well,
1: there's a man. Of, listen, when there's the a man, man there and years. he's made out of crickets. Wait, what? There's <laughs> a whole guy and he's a bartender and he's made out of.
3: Crickets. Where is Felicity when she makes this phone call? Uh, Is she like hiding in like the the hallway to the bathroom or is she just like at the table? I feel like
6: she stepped away
2: for a second. Okay. Because
3: otherwise Raven would be all over grabbing the phone
2: away. (laughs) (laughs) Starbrook, could you put someone sober on the phone please?
5: Um, I can give you to Damien.
2: Can you put anyone else on the phone?
5: <laughs> no, Damien is definitely there and takes the
4: phone. <laughs> I didn't else Listen, mm-hmm.
2: Damien, got us in
4: as as the phone is being pulled away. She's like, and there's a three headed dog, and there's a. Oh, Whitaker, I was just about to. <sighs> just Damien, you told me
2: to take them downtown. Where are you?
4: We went to the moment instead of. Joneses. Did not. No, last minute decision was was that, out of my hands. Who's last minute decision, Damien? But uh, we're here now, so might as well enjoy it. Uh... It's, we're
1: gonna enjoy it, Whitaker, we're gonna
4: enjoy it. Please put Hugo on the phone. <laughs> Just, hey, call when you get in and I'll, I'll get you past the bouncer, no problem. He yeah, hands. Hugo's here. Hugo's he here. Hold on, he
5: Hugo. You're actually busy at this moment. You're engaged in conversation with what seems to be a dark red skinned woman. Her hair is literal fire, weaving her head. She has That's gold. Yeah, she has golden eyes. Uh, <laughs> she's in sort of a one shoulder gold dress, cuts off like mid thigh, and she's just been chatting you up.
4: Oh no, uh no, he's he's killing it. He is killing it. He's the pinch you to him right now.
1: <laughs> he's on fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruno. Go, we got to see on him. fire. Okay, Jamie, can anyone somebody on fire? Okay. Um all right. All right. Can you do a head count and make sure everyone is okay and not engulfed in crickets or anything like that? <laughs>
4: Yeah, no, everyone everyone here is
3: in the bar and someone's making out with the massive cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Just like slowly becoming engulfed.
4: Whitaker, I'm the most evil thing here, okay? Like there's nothing to worry about.
6: Hmm.
4: Alright. Hey, wait, uh
2: Dimmy, give me the phone. Give me the oh, phone. Oh yeah, yeah, here you go. Give me... Hey, Whitaker. <laughs> yes, Miss Stonbrook. So are you coming? I'm going to be honest with you, the moment freaks me out.
1: <laughs> this is the coolest place I've ever been.
2: Brave, I told you.
1: It's so cool.
2: <laughs> I'm going to stop by to make sure that none of you make blood packs with anything in there.
5: <laughs> Felicity, you see like a fish man get up on stage next to where the chimera is like dropping more of these sick beats. And Whitaker, a a, I think a a fish uh,
1: is about to strip. I think <laughs> I think a fish is about to strip.
5: Wow. That was That's not the, where I was going, but it is now. A pole descends, and this fish man just starts like doing a routine
3: on it. Is he just like a fish head, or is he one of those comical fish head with like a fish bowl filled with no, water? No, he's like he's there.
5: like an amphibious humanoid. Oh, like he's, you know, like he's like a real he sapien type. I mean, like yeah,
3: damn, I was picturing just a fish head.
5: There are some of those down in the crowd, and they're throwing dollar bills at this guy like. Damian. Kavian, he's so good. <laughs> so Raven, what were you saying about the dance floor? <laughs> While this drunken conversation continues endlessly.
3: <laughs> Raven most definitely grabbed Aiden's hand and like pulled her out of the dance floor. Like it okay. does not matter how much Aiden's like, no, no, I do-. Raven doesn't care. Yeah. Raven's pulling her out, it's okay. Like nobody cares, just, it's fine. Just dance, it's fine.
5: She does her best to try and like mimic The moves that you are. I imagine it's a lot of like like,
3: awkward, just at first,
5: you know, (laughs) kind (laughs) of like not knowing the style. Yeah, And, and you see, like, there are moments where a song will come on and she'll like test something out and then she like moves with a little more grace, but it's always for songs that have a more traditional rhythm than like a lot of pop and hip-hop that's playing. Mm-hmm. Anytime like a Latin song comes on and there's like an actual drum section and things where she can like follow a beat, she's like, oh, okay, 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 got it. But when it's just like dubstep or like electronica <laughs> stuff, she's just Doesn't like- know what to do. Yeah, she's like,
3: ah, I can't,
5: what is this song?
3: <laughs> you, just, you just gotta move, it's fine. No one knows what the beat is with this shit. Just, just go with it. And then after a little while, I assume after the phone call happens, Raven will kinda motion for Aiden to stay there and like go back to the table and try and pull Felicity out onto the floor.
6: Okay. Hey, hey, Raven.
3: Listen. Guess are you who's on the phone? Coming? What are you doing? Guess who's
1: coming? Guess who's coming?
3: No. <laughs> hey, <Jack Whitaker. laughs> You're kidding. Did you call him? Did he called call you? Him. Is everything okay?
1: I called him and he seems like he's a um, fine, I think. Uh, but I told him that there was a cricket man, and I yep. told him that there's a fish that's up there and he's stripping, <laughs> and I told yep. him, Hugo, do you see Hugo over there?
3: Baby's gonna look like, oh my god, where is he?
5: He's flirting. Hugo, <laughs> are you flirting back with this this lady?
0: Nope. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so
0: this gorgeous
3: flaming woman is all over Hugo. he's just like his normal
5: can we get some of that conversation no, Hugo? You anything i mean she definitely showed up and gave you the like i haven't seen you around what's your story
0: frankly i probably shouldn't be here
4: is it not hot enough for you
5: as our
1: hair ignites a little bit more
0: yeah <laughs> he, he's literally going through that moment of oh god this is the exact opposite of the places I'm supposed to be. It's that weird thing of the hunter in the hunting area.
5: Oh, yeah, it's like you're surrounded by the the prey, but the prey are dangerous monsters.
0: <laughs> oh well. Eventually yeah. he does loosen up and actually does banter back properly.
5: Well, I think what happens is she gets like offended when you with your like Classic Hugo responses and just is like, and like leaves. She like tips a shot glass over and it like ignites on the bar. (laughs) And you see Xerix like, oh shit! Like, (laughs) like, patting out the alcohol fire really quick. That's how horrifying
3: uh, as a mass of crickets.
5: Some of the crickets are like catching fire and like, you know, it's it's a mess. But it doesn't last long. And, uh, (laughs)
3: Raven just gives Hugo a thumbs up.
5: (laughs) But who comes up next to talk to you, Hugo, is a gentleman in a dark green and gold striped suit. It's almost like comically TV game show host. Um, Oh no. It's clearly well made. He's a redhead, but it's like a little bit balding in the front, but very like spiky and kind of sticks out in all directions in the back and he's got a a neat little trimmed beard that's just basically the chin it's got a little length but not very much and uh he sits down next to you at the bar at first he's not like looking at you he just is talking while looking forward and he says uh it's not often one of my girls gets rejected
0: and he just keeps looking forward
5: bartender give me two of the stout The human bartender, who is not Xerix, fills two glasses, and he slides one in front of you, Hugo. Drink up, friend. It's a party tonight. I'm celebrating. He's going to pick up the glass, clink it against his, Mm -hmm.
0: puts it back on the table, and then slides it back over to him.
5: He grins at you. You see now the light is catching in his emerald green eyes. Not your first time out, then. Noted. Hopefully and he be my last. He drinks, his oh. puts it down. I couldn't help noticing the group you came in with. Bit of an odd bunch, that.
6: Eh,
0: that's. I was going to say that's one way to describe, but no, you're right. Definitely an odd bunch.
5: Yeah, I do pride myself on being right, most of the time. Can I ask where you're coming from?
0: Out of town, up north.
5: Ah, the great north. Lovely country up there.
0: Not that far north. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Fair off friend. Well, word of advice. And he stands up to go, are you still looking forward? You're not making eye contact with this guy? At this
0: point, it will probably turn to look.
5: Okay. You notice that the glass that he did not drink, but that you also did not drink, is also empty now. And he says, uh, if you're going to make a splash in the pond, Ready for the ripples. And he turns, and two scantily clad satyr women link arms with him, and he walks back through the crowd, and you lose sight of him as he disappears into either a VIP room or just fades away.
0: Ominous son of a bee.
5: Xerix hands you a glass of ice water. That was impressive. Who did you say you were?
0: Apparently, a person who
5: needs to stop making splashes. I, I don't. I, I, I don't even know, H- Hugo. You hear, it's not laughter, but after a minute, you get the sense that this is the sound that Xerix makes when it's laughing. It's like cricket chirping, but also like skittering, and, and like you know, it, it can't like articulate a laugh uh, the way it can language. And it says, uh, "Jenga." I'm sure we'll be hearing,
0: hearing more about, about you in time. Yeah, goes, that's back what I'm to like,
5: of. goes back to serving other patrons. Raven, have you gone back to get Aiden or brought Felicity out on the dance floor or? Yeah,
3: Felicity comes with me if I can convince her to put down the phone. <laughs> yeah, um Whitaker, I'm gonna
5: go, I'm gonna go dance now. Whitaker has hung up like ten minutes ago. <laughs>
3: Raven just, like, takes hey, the phone hey, and- Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, I
2: love you! She hung up and then sent, like, three different texts to Raven, Aiden, Hugo, and they all say, please keep Felicity safe, please keep Felicity safe.
3: Oh, Raven will check her phone and see that and be like, don't worry, I got her, she's being well looked hey. after. Hey, By the way, are you coming?
2: Let me find something to wear. Raven,
3: hey, Raven. just sends, like, four exclamation points. Hey, Raven. Yes, Felicity.
1: Um, can I go get
3: my second one? Your second drink? Yes.
2: That was drink one.
5: <laughs> She's never drunk before, and the bartender gave her a island. Long Island iced tea. It's yeah. technically her first, second, and third drink ever.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll. We'll. Yeah. Let's go get you something. And <laughs> Raven will. Raven will try to find something that's like a like, a mixed drink that has, like, one shot of alcohol with a lot of other not-alcohol liquid in it to keep her busy for a while. Felicity's gonna give the
1: bartender some <laughs> eyebrows. Sorry, <no. laughs> Raven's yeah. gonna be like,
5: she's fine. So wait, you're giving eyebrows at Xerix?
1: Yes. <laughs> so the eyebrows to be like, you know, put some more in there. You know.
5: Okay.
3: Uh, just, just one is fine. Just
5: Xerix's inscrutable, featureless face of crickets just regards the two of you, <laughs> uh, and you see it like preparing. What is the second drink you get her? Another
1: Long Island.
3: No. I- no, 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 <laughs> oh no. <my laughs> We're God. not doing that again. All right.
5: I don't know. Xerix something something like,
3: fun and fr- some one of their dumb like specials that has just a
5: bunch of yeah, like sodas like, and
3: fruit juices in it.
5: Xerix catches the drift of what you're putting down, Raven and it starts throwing together like a, a sea breeze or like a Mai Tai or something. with yeah. A lot of like juice Perfect. and stuff in it. Um, put,
3: some, put some cute fruit and and stuff it, on
5: top. And it it, like, it You just hear it muttering like, do
1: you take your time. Felicity is gonna take the drink. I assume that it's blue because I just feel like it's blue.
5: Mm -hmm. It's blue on top and like yellow on the bottom and it's Mm -hmm. like blending into a green in the middle. Hell yeah. And it has a little tiny
1: umbrella on top. Mm -hmm. And she's gonna be like, Oh my god! Look at this teeny little tiny thing! You know who's gonna love this? Hey!
5: Runs over and grabs the umbrella and like does a little twirl.
1: <laughs> I love you, go see.
5: Where is he sitting right now? You're wearing club wear, so.
1: <laughs> um, I assume he's in my hair. He's like sitting on top. He doesn't feel too uh out of place.
5: As you rush off and like he's just hanging onto one of your little go into color. the crowd, you hear like Raven. You hear Xerox muttering again as it's like cleaning up. It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> Um,
3: For the second time today, Raven's going to slip a couple bucks in the tip jar. Yep. Be like, thank you. Hey, Raven,
5: drinking is fun!
3: Yeah, it is. How about you go meet Aiden on the dance floor? And she's going to, (laughs) like, kind of push her. And then Raven's going to pass by Hugo and kind of give him a a friendly pat on the shoulder. And be like, you're doing great, man.
5: We're gonna actually cut to Aiden for a second. She is out on the dance floor, like watching you go deal with Felicity, Raven. And she's doing her best to just dance by herself a bunch amongst a bunch mon- amongst a bunch of monsters. God, that's a She's hanging there for a while, but like there's a wait to get drinks at the bar. So you guys aren't there instantly. And as she's dancing this woman she's got very smooth skin there's like spots on it sort of a speckled pattern across her whole body she's in clubwear, so she's not wearing a lot her hair seems to be wet but it's also very white with these like large large eyes and she is just dancing in the crowd and slides up to Aiden and is like now dancing next to her Aiden as soon as she like turns around and notices she gets one of those moments where like It's Ross and then it's this woman and then it's Ross. Like it's it's flashing and like reminding her as the lights flicker and flash and flicker and flash. And she Aiden just panics. She's just like "Ah," and like stumbles back a little bit and bumps into a couple people and they're like, Hey, watch it. So now she's like getting jostled a bit by the crowd. She bumps into like an ogre who Again, he's just there to dance. He's not like aggressive, but she steps on his foot and he just turns on like, Hey, what the heck? And you see, if she like sees as his hand comes up the ghost arms and they start to like swarm at her. She's like <sighs> hyperventilating. Felicity runs into the dance floor and Felicity, when you bump into Aiden, she like spins around and her face is Panic stricken. She looks so upset in this moment and ah, <sighs> disappears with her gold flash. A- Aiden? <sighs> she is outside. She stumbles out against the outside of the club and is just like coughing and choked up and just. <sighs> I can't keep doing this. And that's where we'll end our session tonight. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you didn't get to go clubbing this time, Whitaker. There's always next time we get will pick court, up next session in the moment. Ha
1: ha! Ah, 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 so, ah. so funny.
6: <laughs>
0: hmm. Aiden has PTSD. Apparently. Aiden has PTSD. Aiden's got well, some stuff going that. on, but yeah. you
5: guys I don't, don't know know that. That. quite know that yet.